This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 153, Prophecy of Kings. Reveal Roundup! Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. I definitely didn't like your over the I liked top my cowboy. I liked my counter, cowboy town. No, no, I don't like Hi, that. I'm Woody, and this is my co-host, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Man, I don't want to be Buzz Lightyear. Too bad. You're Tim Allen. I don't want to. But honestly, You're I don't want to be Woody Allen. either. You know, Woody is like the villain of those movies, basically. <laughs> like, no, no, Go no. On. But really, though, yeah. in the first one, he's definitely the villain. <laughs> He is the antagonist. I'm not. I'm not joking around. Well, okay, maybe he's not a villain, but he is the antagonist as far as the story is concerned, because he's the one messing everything up. He's the one who tells all the other toys in the third movies, to, the third movie, to kill themselves. He doesn't tell them to kill themselves. He he says, "Hey, we're all about to die. Let's have this moment." And then, and honestly, it why was, not just take it? I don't want to. Re- I don't want to spoil the moment, but. It, d- it doesn't seem fair. And also, have you ever seen that YouTube video where somebody edited it to where it ends, and right? It, it just, just fades the to black. <laughs> yeah. That's that would one be of the better insane. pranks that, that has ever existed. That would be completely insane if you were watching that movie and it ended right there. Like, that's just <laughs> nuts. I would feel so crazy. Well, welcome to Space Cats, Peace Turtles. This is a Galactic Council episode, even though last week... Was a Galactic was Council Was also episode. a Galactic Council Yeah, sorry, episode. y'all. It's called scheduling, and it gets weird sometimes, <laughs> and uh, I don't even know what month it is anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're in we're you, in such a weird phase. You know this is like our big Lebowski phase, <laughs> where we're like drinking beers, and we're just waiting for things to get real Well, again. it's funny that you say that, because it's that, but it's also like, oh, gotta finish the guides, gotta finish the guides, gotta finish sure. the guides, but then- We gotta finish them for who? You know what I mean? Like, who who is sitting here being like- Oh yeah, yeah. I really needed. I really, I really okay. That so last I, take on Yin it's, Brotherhood. It's September 2020, and I've only got a couple months left of base game, and I just need some advice right now. I know it's not going to be useful for very long, but I still want. My it. friends and I are running an end of base game tournament, and I need to crush them. <laughs> so, give me your Muat guide. I, I need your Arborek takes. Okay, <laughs> I need your base game Arborek takes before they spoil. Okay, they're gonna go. They're gonna rot fast. So today, uh, the Galactic Council voted on us to do POK reveals. Now that doesn't mean we're going to now just reveal and read you every don't single get extra thing. Stuff, There's and I no hope new... people were not confused. I <laughs> we hope really you tried to think... make it clear. <laughs> we tried to make it clear. I hope you did not think we were going to give you more spoilers yeah. than you get. You get your allotted. Yes. You get your dose. But we're going to okay? talk about what has been spoiled already so far yes. officially. And what what that means, what it looks like POK is shaping out to be, what kind of game it feels like. I think this will be a great episode for a lot of people that probably didn't vote in the Patreon thing, which is interesting. Uh-huh. And it's interesting that it made it, because I think if you pay attention to our Discord and you're constantly in the like spoilers... Uh, yeah. section for for pok you probably already know right. a majority of you this. know a lot of this but we're gonna we're not we're gonna do our best to not just literally sit here and recite everything we're, we're going to talk analyze. about like what does it look like and yeah. and hopefully for a lot of people out there that aren't like i'm i'm keeping my ear on every single possible thing that comes out i'm checking the spreadsheet every day like we're we're gonna do our best so the main thing we're gonna do is um we're gonna skip over some stuff like just like the new agendas and the new systems and the right. new action yeah, yeah, cards yeah. Um, but we're gonna talk about uh, the new tech, 
the new objectives that have been revealed, and what all of the factions look like they're shaping out to be. Yes, um, in broad strokes. In broad strokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but to start off with today, rather than try to talk about all this stuff and then do two new reveals at the very very end of the episode yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it seems kind of stupid so silly. we're gonna put it we're gonna put your your actual reveals right here at the top so so this to, is new to stuff kick this things is off this off is actually hot off the presses no from one Dane. knows what we're about to say <laughs> except for everyone that worked on the game and everyone that play tested the game but besides that i mean that's about right i mean the play testing was about 12,000 people. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was just huge. It was, just, <laughs> it was the most, this is the biggest play test they've ever done for a fantasy flight game. That's actually true, right? I think it, Isn't I that think sort of Dana true? said that this has had more play testing than most, and maybe not in the sheer number of people. I have no idea, but he said there were lots of sessions. It's because of our like, passion. That's really sure. what it is. Yeah. is we're a well, Hunter and I both clocked 700 games apiece. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, easy. <laughs> that's a funny thing to reveal. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the first, the first things, the first thing we're going to reveal uh, is a tech that people have known the name of and and i believe the position of maybe not quite the position but uh people know that there is a green tech called biostims so let's talk finally about what biostims is it is the one requirement green of one the, green, of the yeah. faction level one uh, green so it's not something winu can start with right it's not something no. most anybody starts with i don't i don't i don't think we have all of the starts of every faction revealed yet so i don't know if somebody starts with biostims but uh here here's biostims ready you may exhaust. Hi, Molly. Molly, Molly Molly's wants to get in the show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you may exhaust this card at the end of your turn to ready one of your planets that has a technology specialty, or one of your other technologies. That's the big part, right? Refreshing a technology specialty planet. Eh. Whatever. That's mm-hmm. kind of like the constellation prize. But you get to ready a tech, and it's at the end of your turn, which means it could be a tech that you literally just used. And then the end of your turn, refresh for use next turn or whatever. Right. This yeah. is huge, right? Is this uh, crazy? I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, I think it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's, you may exhaust this card at the end of your turn to ready one of your planets that has a technology spe- specialty or one of your other technologies. So like, it feels like maybe this is going to allow you to get even weirder with tech skips. Um, it feels like there's new, yeah. there's new techs. And obviously there's new text. There's lots of new text. Um, and I feel like the implication of this could be that the the tech paths in general kind of widen, you know? Right. What I find cool about this is it it's clearly very faction dependent. The factions right. that have exhaustible faction technologies want biostims way, way more. And the fact that it's one deep in the green tree cuts even more of those factions out. So there's some factions where it's like, well, I'm never going to go green. I yeah. have a refreshable tech, but I'm just not going there. But someone like a Sorrel, this is on the path. This is literally on the way to oh Mageon. No, so no. you can Mageon, Mageon twice, twice per twice round. Around. That's so bad. And keep this in mind, if Necro gets Mageon implants and Biostims, two different players are Mageoning twice around <laughs> in your game with Necro and Sorrel. That's ridiculous. In it. So yeah, it's like, th- this is one of those techs that isn't that exciting, I think, to hear about on its own. Yeah, it's, it's only going to be cool in combination with other things. And keep in mind, 
there's probably a, there's probably new exhaustible abilities that you yep. don't know about yet right. that biostims is going to combo with. Right. So this is definitely one that you know it maybe didn't blow your socks off, but you should probably remember that this is around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the top new gets of the of the new tech. Like this is the one that probably we will see the most people. Yeah. Probably excitedly research. Yes. 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 Speaking of Asarl. Yeah. They have gone relatively un explored in the in the world of spoilers yes, for prophecy yes, yes. of kings so let's reveal their commander who is known as so Ata. that's s-o space that's so a-t-a that's so Ata. that's so Ata. yeah uh they are loyal only to a point uh that's their that's their flavor text there uh so their unlock is to have seven action cards something pretty doable by a sorrow yes, definitely yeah. by like round three by the end of round three more or less You'd if you probably... take politics once if you take politics around one and two you can have it by the end of round two but that seems a bit I mean, I challenge you not to unlock this one. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, that'd be the challenge. Is like, you, uh, Asarl play... gets an extra. Asarl only has to play to nine if they don't unlock yeah. this. Oh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This guy. Uh, so, so Ata, uh, it has the ability after another player activates a system that contains your units, you may look at that player's action cards, promissory notes, or secret objectives. Now, obviously, you kind of place some emphasis <laughs> there uh, on the secret objectives part. So now there is a way in game to, for sure, look at someone's secret objectives. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of weird TTS meta where people show each other. Just do it. Just put it on the table. Objectives anyways. Yeah. <laughs> but now there is a mechanical way to where if so-and-so is at nine points and we're all like, hey, we're trying to make a blood pact here yeah. <laughs> that we're going to go to the next round. And somebody's like, I'm totally down to blood pact, but I am not down to show you my secret objective. <laughs> well, now, actually, you see, it won't work in that situation because you Asarl have... doesn't get to just do it. Asarl doesn't get to just but do Asarl it. But Asarl can get in that player's way. But and... it could be in this situation, Asarl can say, hey, earlier I saw X <laughs> secret objective. And then, you know, so the, so the secret... Ob- but also, there's more secret objectives now. So... Yeah. Being a detective, when it, but Sherlocking the secret objectives in round six is gonna be on the whole going to be harder. Yeah. But here is a point for the Sherlocks. Um, and also, I think it opens up the potential for Isarl in the late game to uh, maybe kind of be not activatable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's yeah. say you're going to win and Isarl's trying to stop you and you're like, oh, man, I can't activate them yeah then they're yeah. gonna see what i got and the, that's no good. what's interesting too is the action card stuff too of of being able to th- this becomes sort of an atreides in dune situation too right, right. throughout the whole game you should be writing down <laughs> people's action cards and promissory notes that well you the fact see. that they have this and magian magion yeah and the fact that we just revealed bio can do it twice <laughs> kind of you know there's a whole new landscape of isarl maybe actually needing to do that you didn't need yeah. to do that before right but now it's kind of like well there's a lot of information that yeah. you're gonna have just the idea of looking at two hands if every round yep. with magi on and then now possibly getting to see other stuff right uh through this commander it's a lot of information that he saw might yeah they with, actually feel cool. like spies now which right. i think is a good way to transition into the rest of our episode where like let's break some stuff down let's start with a sorrel sure sounds good How, just we're gonna we're gonna come back to like the rest of the tech and stuff but i really do just want to keep writing this point which is a sorrel feels more like spies now yeah. right they feel more they don't they don't feel just like i can stall forever that, yes. that that's all they really had going for them in the base game and that actually panned out to be like not 
that amazing once like the meta really really solidified mm-hmm. i think i think for the first year asarl dominated the game and dominated our like plays of the week and stuff because right. asarl got to always do the flashiest stuff but now there's actually a sense of like no asarl's going to straight up have more information about the other players yeah than anybody else yeah i totally agree i don't know what all has been revealed yet so let me know what, to, <laughs> let's, what we're let's, starting with let's let's cruise over on our little sheet here of there's been nothing else except for that agent, which we talked about in our episode, which is that this card has uh, their agent has the ab- ability text of other people's agents, everybody else's agents. So they can do someone else's agent at the table, too. So they have this kind of weird necro style well, versatility yeah, that, interesting. Um, that that leads to them being, I would say, on the whole, just all around more, more unpredictable themselves mm-hmm. and able to predict other people's motions more right? right that's that's like their new theme is like you don't you don't know which angle i'm gonna come from and i know what what you have access to right and it looks like it's known what the unlock is for the hero but they don't well know they, all the heroes hero. are the same all heroes are three oh, scored objectives yeah yeah yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Cool. we're looking at a uh, wecker's spreadsheet for this episode which has loads of information about i mean he, he has collected every single everything thing. that is known about the expansion yeah. thus far that is public is collected on uh, uh, Wecker's thing. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. We will, we'll probably, we'll maybe post a link to that in the, the show notes for this week's episode. Mm-hmm. So let's back up. Let's talk about the other tech that we know is available because then some of these new factions and stuff start with some of these new techs. So it's going to help us kind of better shape our understanding of what these factions look like. So uh, we just revealed Biostims, the stage one or whatever, whatever you want to call it, the tier one green tech. We do not know the tier zero green tech, but we know it's called psychoarchaeology. Interesting. Uh, we know that the tier one red tech is self-assembly routes. After one or more of your units use production, you may exhaust this card to place one mech from your reinforcements on a planet you control on that system. After one of your mechs is destroyed, gain one trade good. So essentially... The cost of mechs being two for one unit is kind of expensive for the ground game, but self-assembly routines, if you go that path, freed mechs and your mechs actually make money back for you. So yeah. just I'm not gonna call that a crazy good tech, but I'm gonna call it efficient. I mean it's it's a it's a sort of Sarween tools sort of thing of I mean, just I like definitely I, I'm gonna see... save some money throughout the game on the whole I mean what, you're gonna save like six, seven bucks throughout the game, maybe? I mean, depending on depending on how much your faction is gonna rely on their mech. This might be an obvious get over Majin. Totally. I think probably in a lot of situations it's going to be an obvious get over Majin, but it depends on the faction. Yeah. Somebody like the Nasroka Alliance, which is specifically the new mech faction. Right. They love this. They, right. they want to do this as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, we know that the stage zero red tech is AI development algorithm, but we don't know what that is. Uh, I will I will tease a little bit that I know that we are going to talk about that text someday in the future. Okay, cool. I know so that, that's on our list, but it's I, that I, will be I, revealed by us someday. Someday. <laughs> uh, this is such a weird dynamic. Yeah, isn't this? <laughs> I don't know honest. how to do this. All right, stage one yellow predictive intelligence. At the end of your turn, you may exhaust this card to redistribute your command tokens. That's big. That's big for factions that's like cool. I would say. Barony. Oh, hey, a new exhaust. That combos with Biostems. There you go, Biostems. I don't know why you this. would need to do I don't know twice. why you need to redo. Well, let's read the rest of the ability. When yeah. you cast votes during the agenda phase, you may cast three additional votes. If you do, and the outcome you voted for is not resolved, exhaust this card. This seems to be a new thing as far as yeah. abilities go. There are some abilities now that 
that do or may not you exhaust yeah and there's new votes and yeah right. yeah there's they're they're messing up the agenda phase more which i think is interesting because i think the agenda phase did get very predictable yes in base game so now it feels like people are going to be able to swing they're going to they're going to be bringing more votes outside of their yeah their tableau of planets right, right. Um, a lot more often because what we have um which which of the new factions the argent, has, flight argent flight has, has some crazy stuff yeah, yeah. there's yeah there's there's all there's weird votes all over the place yes uh our base zero our zero tier yellow tech is ScanLink drone network when you activate a system you may explore one planet in that system that contains one or more of your units so it's only when you're doing like a build at a forward dock or something other than mm-hmm. that it's pretty inefficient to do mm-hmm. this right to just like activate that system with my destroyer in it I can, you know, explore a planet or whatever. Right. This That's, is the, by the tricky. way though, and this is this is something I remember I had this question before. So to, uh, listeners may have the same question. So the way exploration works is whenever you take the planet from being neutral, yeah. you get to explore. That always happens, okay? right? You don't right. have to do anything extra to do that. And then what this is allowing you to do is just re-explore planets. Yeah. Whenever you want. If you go back to our wish list episodes, we mm-hmm. talked about wanting some exploration mechanic, right? Yeah. We wanted some new version of it but the big thing we harped on was the problem with exploration in ti3 was the fact that you do it once that's it it's done forever you once a planet is explored you never go back this is how dane has gotten around that there's this there's like two other abilities in the game or something like that i mean nasroka is like the exploration faction there's lots of different exploration throughout the game where it keeps it happening all throughout the game now rather than being like rounds one and two are exploration and then we're done now you can explore the galaxy kind of all game long but man i'm curious but so can you invade a new plant a planet that somebody else owns and use this to explore it you cannot because this at uh, this timing window is when you activate the system it's almost at the start of your oh, turn it, ha- it happens before combat yeah, is what happens, you're saying hunter let me tell you there's just oh, there's man. a pecking order to life and you're at the bottom it's fun to ask questions just to get <laughs> just ask Asking face que- fake questions to get real responses. <laughs> uh, our stage one blue tech is sling relay action. Exhaust this card to produce one ship in any system that contains one of your space stocks. Now I'll point out this is biostimsable. And what's even crazier about this is this kind of really sells a case for blue green Isarl or anybody who wants to stall a lot. Mm hmm. Sling Relay is a stall. It's as right. an action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you bio stims your Sling Relay, you can do it twice. Pretty so cool. good stall potential. That's Pretty the cool. if anything, I think that's the thing that's going away from a Sarl in the Prophecy of Kings is there's there's a lot of stalls in the game now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a Sarl has this innate ability anymore to be the last person in every single round. You know what's interesting about this tech though is that you know we all know that at the end of the day, Blue won. Yeah, the uh, Ti four base game tech uh you know standoff right uh but at this point sling relay i don't know if it's eh, good enough right <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it isn't crazy or anything there's probably just certain factions that really it's you like know, you're not gonna get this over grab drive yeah so and this is some obviously premature analysis but sure uh you know and then it, it, what am i gonna get this over uh fleet logistics no definitely yeah, not right so i don't know right right uh our final base game tech of the of the Prophecy of Kings is our tier zero blue tech, and it is dark energy tap. 
After you perform a tactical action in a system that contains a frontier token, frontier tokens are placed at the start of the game in every system that does not contain a planet. That includes empty space. That includes empty space that has a wormhole in it. That's supernovas, yep. nebulas, yep. anything yep. without yep. a planet, yep. literally anything has a frontier token in it. If you have one or more ships in that system, explore that token. Also, your ships can retreat into adjacent systems that do not contain other players' units, even if you do not have a unit uh, or control plants in that system. So this uh, Dark Energy Tab greatly expands your ability to retreat. Yes. It's sort of like Nalu, where not. I mean, Foresight is even still better because you can do it at the start, but the yes. other benefit of a Foresight is you can go kind of any, or, or Skilled Retreat, you can go anywhere yeah. with it. This is like your Skilled Retreat all the time. Yeah, um, and I love it, actually, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and everything I just said about, you know, I don't know if Sling Relay can beat uh, grab drive in the 1v1 uh, dark energy tap I think gives anti-mass a run this for its money it depends crap out of I don't know if it I pummels think. the crap out of it because you got to remember anti-mass also makes you a little bit better with PDS not to say that that's the reason to get it but we've we've got two techs that have like kind of combo anti-mass is now mostly slice dependent right do I have the asteroid fields yeah, near yeah, me yeah, or yeah, not yeah. and if not dark energy tap all the way every time no right yeah yeah totally 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 so uh let's get into the objectives once we finish the objectives then we'll start taking a closer look at all the factions so we can get a better sense of like how good bad what style of factions yeah, are. yeah, yeah. there haven't been that many objectives revealed yet um there's a low i mean that we have doubled the number of objectives is what dane has said so literally 10 more stage twos 10 more stage ones what is it 20 more uh, secret objectives. Good luck planning for stage Yeah, twos. come on. Like, that's not going to happen anymore. <laughs> You're not going to be, like, I used to do stuff like that. Yeah. I would be like, all right, I'm going to, if it's these three, yeah. I'm going to get it. Right. And I used to do that all the time, and now I don't think I'm going to be able to do that Why at all. Why bother? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, and I mean, what the, the Dane has said a few times that he thinks the game ends around earlier, which is why he pushes for 14 points, but I almost say, why not just let that be why mm-hmm. 10 points are better, because it's just like, you know what? Stage twos are just irrelevant. Stage twos are for those fun, crazy people who can make the swing happen in time. Stage two is for somebody that uh, is behind in some, in in points, but not yeah. necessarily in economy. Right. So. Right. So, anyways, let's get into the uh, the objectives that have been revealed. Let's do some secrets first. Uh, drive the debate is the one that happens in the agenda phase. You or a planet you control is elected by an agenda hilarious hilarious yeah like it's <laughs> uh, that's just so funny to me the yeah. idea of somebody being like because that's going to come up all the time right now. somebody's going to be like oh so and so really seems to want this yeah huh? do Even they want if the you point yeah, yeah exactly like, it's going to be so annoying now it, it should be noted that uh action cards uh like confusing or confounding legal texts will work alongside this so action cards that change the target of who was voted for the yeah. thing into somebody else that new target gets this so if you have a if you're really trying to make it happen like if you i think confounding legal text is the main card where it works the way we wanted confusing legal text right, to right. work <laughs> you can use that action card to score this uh, objective mm-hmm. now are you going to get both of those cards in a single game the next secret objective is uh store dur- score during the status phase is called stake your claim control a planet in a system that contains a planet controlled by another player that's an interesting one. That's one of my favorite things that's been shown for the whole game is yeah. the idea of it's it's share a system. <laughs> right, right. Right. It's the stuff that we always hated before. I think it I, I think more than anything it dis- disincentivizes that kind of behavior. Hey, listen, you take Mir, but I'll keep Aranam. 
Now players say secret objective. Exactly. Are you, are you saying that because you want the secret objective? Yeah. You think I'm a fool? Screw you. I'm taking both. I'm, an idiot. I'm taking both. I'm taking the whole system no matter what you say. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, so I'm I'm excited to see what this does to games. Uh, but all in all, not a crazy difficult thing to score, which is nice. Uh, it's not like four industrials or whatever. It's just like find someone who has a system somewhere and get one of those planets, and that's yeah. it. Right, right, right. So I dig it. Uh, the next one is also a secret objective: defy space and time. Have units in the wormhole nexus so the wormhole nexus as it has been explained mm-hmm, to us mm-hmm. is at the start of the game flipped on one side that only has the new gamma wormhole revealed and there are only somewhat limited ways to find a gamma wormhole they we don't know all the ways they have to be found yeah we know that ghosts i think will find this easier i don't know the extent to what that means but uh, obviously ghosts love uh wormholes in general i don't know right. if they can generate a gamma wormhole or not but we know that a gamma wormhole uh will come up through some form of exploration um I, maybe there's a gamma hole gamma wormhole agenda who knows maybe there's a gamma wormhole action card i have no idea but the point is until someone finds a gamma wormhole there's no way to get the there. ether yeah. there's no way to get into that system right but once you do you flip the tile over, and then it's gamma, alpha, and beta. Now everybody has access right. to Once it by something. Once it's discovered, something. you can get to it. Right. So this isn't... That, it, that might have made it sound harder at the beginning, but like, yeah. I think it's a pretty easy objective to score. Right. You just got to... Somebody's right. got to find it. I'll yeah. note, too, what's interesting about how Dane has structured that is in TI3, one of the biggest pains was the fact that after all the expansions were, were released, there was still only Quan, Lodor, and the mm-hmm. two empty... Right. wormholes right which for our play group meant we always forced those planets into our we would draft our you know we would build our like deck of planet tiles but we would put those four in no matter what because we right. wanted wormholes in the game it was yeah, always yeah, yeah. boring if you just had one alpha wormhole you and literally wormholes. nothing else you there to. are too many objectives now that deal with wormholes so he made a way for there to always no matter what even though there's more tiles now and a chance that you will see very few wormholes there's a way to get to the wormhole nexus, and the wormhole nexus at least has the alpha and beta, which means it'll also qualify for the other secret objective that's already in the base game of have a sit, uh, a ship in a system with an alpha wormhole and have a ship in a system with a beta wormhole. Yeah. That is the wormhole nexus. So really, you have two secret objectives that kind of are the same thing. Oh, almost. right. That's true. Yeah. If you get to the wormhole nexus, you, you qualify have the other one. For yeah. both of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, they're both status phase, so you got to do it. You got to hold it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But all right. So our last secret objective that has been revealed is an action phase secret objective, and it's called Darken the Skies. Win a combat in another player's home system. That's fun. That's fun. That's tricky. Now, it's not take a planet. It's not win the ground combat. Right. It's just destroy all their ships above their home system. Um, so I would call this that one of the tougher one. ones. This is a good one for you, Matt. You oh, need is to it? remember this one. You need to remember <laughs> Why? this one's in the game. Because you're the guy that leaves like, here's my one fighter oh, yeah, above yeah. my home system. <laughs> I, like, and it's like, I make it, I leave an easy fight. Well, that's a good point, though, is that that's kind of a thing that happens is lots of people, at least in the early game, leave those easy fights. Mm-hmm. If someone draws this as their first thing, oh, now, boy. obviously, people like to hold on to action phase secret mm-hmm. objectives all game. But this one, you probably won't want to because people are going to defend their home systems more in the late game oh, this is totally than they do in the early game. An this early is, game cruiser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, this for is sure. a round two. Just, just do it. Let's get the secret objective yeah, yeah. out of the way because you left so a fighter there yeah. and now I'm going to go get it. Yep. And it's fighter v cruiser. And actually, that's kind of a closer fight yeah. than it should be. But <laughs> if you got a morale boost or something, yeah, yeah. you're okay. Uh, I don't know, bud. I can't play your game for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, next up, we have very few um, public objectives 
re- uh, revealed so far. But uh, what we do know is that there's a, uh, a stage one and a stage two objective that both have to do with structures. They're called build defenses is the stage one and construct massive cities is the stage two. And that is have four or more structures and have seven or more structures, respectively. Now, structures include PDS and space docks. Right. But this is tricky for some people. I'll note, uh, if we're talking about a world where Jolnar was at the top of the game and and we were hoping they would get nerfed in Prophecy of Kings, they start with three structures. <laughs> they yeah. start with two PDS. and uh-huh. They're like already almost there. They literally need to do the secondary of construction once. Right. And they have qualified for that stage one. So some factions are going to be totally okay with this. Some are going to really hate it. But this is obviously a boost for someone like Extra, who was probably going to invest heavily in PDS. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it makes Mentac PDS more of a like, a, oh, maybe I'll be, I'll right. be that PDS well, I Mentac. I think it's, it's mostly all about the stage two. The stage one, yeah, fine. Everybody can probably do it. Everyone that. can probably do it. Uh, you're probably not going out. I, but, but that's how stage ones work. You know, it's like everyone can yeah. probably do these and you probably don't have to go out of your way. But the idea of having seven structures. That's a lot. Dude, I'll tell you right now, if I'm playing Sardak Nor nope. and I'm, you know, I plop down maybe an extra PDS yeah. and I didn't get a secret telling me and I've got my, you know, other space stock, I'm yeah. not going to be like, oh, well, we got to turn the ship around and get right. three more structures. The, the biggest thing is knowing that these objectives are out there makes construction a, a better get all mm-hmm. game, right? Now, mm-hmm. now there's just a like, now you look at round one and you go, mm, diplomacy or construction? Well, construction, because who knows? Right. Maybe it'll pay off in round five when that seven structures comes out. Oh, that's an interesting thought, actually, that the round one conundrum of what do we do with diplomacy and yeah. Imperial? Are they good? No. Yeah. I, it sounds like not. no. It sounds like <laughs> it no. sounds like construction's way better now or yeah. way more important. Maybe not right. better, but but more important. Well, but your, your position at being that six pick and taking uh, construction, uh, now you might even be getting a... a stage one in the bag yeah. that you didn't even know about right you know right so totally. that's pretty good uh and the last objective that we know of again there are so many more objectives that are going to come in this game uh and so th- we're going to make a lot of assumptions today about like how things are going to shake out uh probably not you know, we'll, we'll be way off base but the last one is command and armada which is yep. a stage two uh, we can assume there's a stage one that in some way resembles this but we don't know the number uh but it's have eight non-fighter ships on the same system this is great for barony this is great for the mahat gene sorcerers one yeah this one's cool um i love this one because it's not just have eight tokens in your fleet pool right it's go the next step and also have all the ships in one system you'll build the big scary death death fleet this is the right way like if if i could have re rewritten the uh have blah 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 amount of command tokens in yes. your tactic pool or whatever tactic or strategy. Yeah. Um, the way I would have written it would be that you have to have spent X amount of tokens. Right. Like it's like right. logistical expertise. Have three because you're doing it in the them, status phase. Using them. Right. Have have four on the game board. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been a thing. That would have but... been cool. Although actually though, what does suck about that is you know you can just like spend it on a supernova. It's, it's right. like impossible just to stop. Them. But it's kind of already impossible to stop because yeah. at this point it's like if it, as long as you have four, not three, yeah, uh, no one can. And do right now that. it ruins your game. I mean, it's it it decimates. It's, it's your that rounds. it doesn't make it it very. Anyways, there's no there's no point of even complaining about this because yeah. now that objective is going to come Way up less. far less. Right, so it right. didn't matter. But 
Uh, all right. So let's start talking about uh, factions specifically. We're going to have to try to go through these fast or we will literally be. This is the thing I'm not excited about for the future of this podcast is every time we're like, let's talk about every faction in one episode. Right. Oh, that's 24 factions. Whoo! Strap in. It's going to be a part one and part two. I yeah. I think we're going to see more of those. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can theorize. 24 divided by two, that's 12. That still sounds that's like still a, a lot. lot. Yeah. <laughs> we barely get 17 done in three hours. Right. So. Dude, it's taken us more than a year to do the 17 guides again. You know what I mean? It's been This has been a year-long project yeah. of us. Like a year ago, I was like, we should probably we redo, should redo the, guides, the guides, and we still haven't finished, finished. it. Oh, God. We're like, right. yeah. We're like over halfway done. That's yeah. where we're at. We're yeah. not even... Well, let's. Close. What do you want to do, Hunter? Do you want to start with the new factions, or do you want to start? Do you want to just kind of burn through? Let's burn through the, the old factions. Yeah. Save the new factions for the very end, so that you guys have okay. something cool to go out. Let's on. let's kick things off with the Winu. Yeah, uh, we're gonna work backwards from this Ooh, sheet. Kick it off. But I the like Winu's got. I know the Winu's just hey. got it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So Winu, <laughs> they've got it. <laughs> so notoriously, just the absolute worst. Now it, it should be noted. Their start has not gotten any better. It's not like we've seen any evidence of Winu Arata for their faction sheet, right? Right, right. So right. they still start with a really They're pathetic fleet. Yeah. yeah. They start with a bad home system. They start with just like nothing. Their 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 faction abilities don't do anything for them. So all of the their uh, boosts come from how much do their leaders get them. Wow. So, and I'm I'm surprised by how much has has already been I, revealed. Well, I think so during the stream uh the, the the pok reveal stream when dane was like walking through stuff they were taking suggestions from chat and basically every time chat was like Winu anything Winu mech Winu commander please wow, let us know funny. if Winu is that's better funny. or not so yeah Winu has more or less been entirely revealed interesting uh, so let's talk about the Winu. they have barakar barakon when one or more of this the players agent this is their agent when one or more of their uh, players units use production you may exhaust this card to reduce the combined cost of the produced units by two. Now, this one is cool and is good for the early game, but I want to point out this doesn't save Winu's round one. No, definitely not. Right? You are still going to struggle to pull off tech and warfare. Right. I mean, uh, technology. Te tech and building off a secondary of warfare. Yes, yes, building yes, your yes. second carrier and two more infantry. You still need eight total dollars to do that, and you have three. And honestly, the fact that you get to combine the cost you get to reduce it by two your planet is still a three resource planet so you're spending the whole three resources no matter what you do mm -hmm. so barricar barricon only is helpful to win round one if they can manage to get like a trade good or two if they can get two trade goods they can spend two trade goods for a carrier and two ground forces then you still need a third trade good to get tech so they're not you need three trade goods. you're not out of the hole right, right. you need to take trade they're a four commodity faction as though well. right they are a three commodity faction. Oh, come on. Isn't it just the pits? <laughs> I always forget like, one really, thing. They were about, a four they were a four that's total. That's what it is. I in always TI3, think they were. Yeah. They were three and one. Yeah, they're the only ones that got that lowered. Got that's what it was. Yeah. It's so bad. So I want to point out this agent is good, but it is not enough to save Winu's round one. They are still going to struggle early game. Right. But their commander, Rikar Rikani. I love that the names are all the the same thing on the front and back. Barakar right, right. Barakon, Rikar Rikani, Mathis Mathinus. <laughs> this is a funny trend. Uh, so Rikar Rikani's unlock is to control Mechatol Rex or enter into a combat in the Mechatol Rex system. So either get the be the first to go there, and because you don't have to spend the influence, get Mechatol, or someone else got there before you, send a destroyer. 
Yeah. Just go. You don't even have to win the combat, man. You just, just have to enter just get something in there right. so that you can get this ability. And right. the ability, which is funny because it activates the second you do it, enter into a combat in the Mechatol Rex system. So you could just send the destroyer, but you might as well send the whole fleet because the ability is during combat, apply plus two to the result of each of your unit's combat roles in the Mechatol Rex system your home system, and each system that contains a legendary planet. Now, that is substantial. That is huge. That is, it's not, yeah, it's like, it's clear the choice was, we're not necessarily trying to fix the Winu start. We're trying to make it that whenever you do the correct Winu opening, which I think I've seen more than you would think now at this point. There's a a great video of me doing it on the YouTube (laughs) and where it it totally pays off. Um, (laughs) But... Now, when you do that, when you actually execute what your faction is meant to do, uh, plus two on Mechatol Rex is nuts. Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy. insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not that you're going to get each war of your sons. units combat rolls, yep. like space Everything. and ground. Like yes. you're, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, their their ground co- their ground forces. If you got infantry two, their ground forces would be the g- best ground forces in the game mm-hmm. on Mechatol Rex or your home system or legendary planets. Right. Nuts. Uh, so uh, finally, their hero is Mathis Mathinus. Uh, of course, it unlocks with three scored objectives. Uh, action: perform the primary ability of any strategy card. Then choose any number of other players. Those players may perform the secondary ability of that strategy card. Then purge this card. Obviously, the main use of this ability is. You cannot be stopped from doing Imperial yes. in the final round. Yes, you yes, just yes, get yes. to do So if you're on Mechatol, you're going to get that Imperial point no matter what, straight up and down. And uh, you'll be able to score an extra objective. I mean, th- this is game-winning potential. It's this is the best the late hero. It's going to make game really interesting with Winu yeah. in the game because like, if it's like that uh, situation that happens with tech a lot of the times yes. now where it's like one person can score it and win right so we can't take tech right but then what are the, how but the winner don't care taking yeah from, yeah it's, but the so winner are just like i'm just gonna get to i'm just gonna do tech and get the tech and just win the game right um what i think here's my prediction uh the winu are now going to suffer from the problem of people kicking their butt so hard in the early right, game because right. they're so afraid of this hero oh god yeah right, you might be right. it's gonna go in the other direction where sure when but like so so the old days are when you are the charity case and people are like you know what i'll just let you have this but no, that's not going to happen nobody's going to just give Winu stuff anymore because mm-hmm. if they're even at like six points five points they could pop this hero i mean they can double imperial yeah is the point right right they can pop their own imperial and then perform the primary ability oh, of any God, strategy I even card think about that so yeah, they can score two oh, mechatol points in the final round and score two objectives, and then in the status phase, score another objective. That's five points, all with just stage ones, or if they can qualify for stage twos. I mean, Winu can literally score two, four, five, six, seven, eight points of purely non-action phase secret objectives, like a secret objective. Nine, They can score nine points <laughs> in, in the final round if they want to. Wow. If they set it all up, you can't stop a Winu. That's interesting. If you let them have Imperial and do this hero. Well, let's talk about their mech. Too, and their, their and mech finally, cool. their mech, which is also great, is called the Reclaimer. After you resolve a tactical action during which you gained control of this planet, you may place one PDS or one space dock. Uh, very good for those structure objectives we just talked about. Yeah. Uh, but it is either or uh, from your reinforcements on that planet. 
It's got all the normal stats, cost two, combat six, sustained damage. Uh, but this is very good. Yeah. Uh, they don't. So Windu doesn't ever have to do construction. No. If they don't not. want to, you can just get mechs on the board and then go put your forward docks wherever you want. I mean, I actually love the idea of, man, they're not very strategy card dependent. That's the whole thing. Yeah. It's like Winu can kind of just like generate do. their own points a little more now. Yeah. Uh, depending true. on what the points are. So, I mean, obviously, there's not a lot known about, you know, how often is it going to be a construction yeah. point? Right. A structure right. point? You know, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, let's keep going. We got to burn through. I think a lot of these. Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, so let's let's get into the Arbrek, another uh, struggling faction in the base game. Uh, their agent is Latani Osfa. Action: Exhaust this card and choose a player's non-fighter ship. That player may replace that ship with one of their reinforcements that costs up to two more than the replaced ship. This is very specifically important for Arborek because they also struggle with only having one carrier yes. at the start of the game. But they can turn what they have like a cruiser. They can turn their cruiser into a second carrier instead Love it. and yeah. go expand more. So Arborek can actually have a decent round one. Now they will still lack uh, a dollar for tech. So if they really wanted to do tech, their their round one is still going to struggle unless they can find one trade good. But that's not the most difficult ask. Right. So I think this well, helps. Some people say you don't even need to get Sarwena's Arborek yeah, anymore. Some go. people say that. Some people. I don't know why they say that. <laughs> Can someone tell me why they're saying that? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, their commander is Derzuga Rofal. We don't know the unlock yet, but the ability is after another player activates a system that contains one or more of your units that have production, you may produce one unit in that system. The thing to keep in mind with these commanders is always remember you have an alliance promissory note that you can trade to someone, and that copies your commander ability to mm -hmm. that faction. I think this makes the Arborex alliance pretty worthwhile yeah um because it makes all home systems um even more defensive someone right if someone activates your home system i can build a dreadnought or i can build i can build something there it's only yeah, one unit talk about security of just feeling like okay so if somebody comes to attack me i can at least throw yeah some units there if i have the money for yeah. it so it, worth noting though here this is uh, good for you bud <laughs> sure <laughs> Wor worth noting you still have to pay for the stuff Right, of course. This yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. free anything, but it's just an opportunity to build stuff. So I, I it's that's just why a I, build before combat begins. Yes, that's the whole yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So I put that in like the middle of the pack of like, well, that's that's good, but it's not, you know, it's not a free war, son. <laughs> right, and honestly, it does seem more valuable to other players than it than does you. to the arborette. Because hopefully, if you're having a good arborette game, like people aren't. I mean. Know, the the point with the Arborek is just that they have units that have production everywhere. Everybody right, else right. has got to be the space docks or nothing else. Yeah, so. I guess that is cool that wherever Arborek spreads, even if you're trying to take like some little planet they've left, they, like, can they get could something. optionally be like, well, you know, I actually do want to defend that, yeah. so let's do it. I mean, if anything, too, that one unit you produce, this isn't efficient, but it could just be another ground force. So if they if that player was planning to bring oh my God, 3v3... Oh, my God, if you have Latani, too, yeah. it could be two other ground forces. Well, no, th case. this specifically oh. is produce one unit. Yeah, 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 sorry, so, sorry. But still... You know, you, you can change the ground game. You you can build a mech, right? Yeah. You, and the mechs, uh, let's let's yeah, cover let's, the mech real quick. Mech. Uh, we don't know the name of the mech, but when you use your mitosis faction ability, you may replace one of your infantry with a mech from your reinforcements instead. Sustain damage, production two. So they're already basically Latani twos, and they have planetary shield. That's the big factor of this commander ability. Is you could produce a mech and all of a sudden have planetary shield. Right. So if someone like Barony was coming in to bombard all your stuff, you could pop a mech on that planet last minute, and now the ground combat isn't a sure thing. I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. I think PDS Arborek 
is going. Bigger... No, I actually think it's oh, going, going away. away. Okay, I yeah, it's yeah. going away. Yeah, because of this mech. Right. Totally. Oh yeah, for it, sure. It's it's going to be more about just being an infantry swarm. You know, like almost a more I think pure. I I think PDS Arborek was all always kind of a stretch in fiction. Yeah. Like, what is happening? Are you telling me there's like is this like some plants versus zombie stuff? There's like a plant <laughs> down there that's like shooting up into the sky, like right. shooting spores or something. Like, what is that? So I really like that the the mech has planetary shield because now that gives you some of that utility of PDS right. without you actually having to go after it. And the fact that they can basically throw them around wherever they want. Yeah. I mean, forget about forget it. Forget about it. Their hero is the ultrasonic emitter and the ability is called overgrowth. Action, produce any number of units in any number of systems that contain one or more of your ground forces. Then purge this card. That's nuts. That is nuts. But I will point out, just like the commander... You have to have the money. Right. This yeah. is it's not, not free units. This is not a win from behind mm-hmm. thing. This is not going to turn your game around necessarily. Because if you're having a terrible game and you have no economy, your hero doesn't save you. <laughs> right. So this, this that's my issue with this one is this is a bit win from ahead. Okay, but let, uh, let me just, I'm just out of curiosity. Is this production happening separately in each system? That's like, an interesting question. Could I Why? use this... Because of Sarween. Can uh, I use this and just give myself uh, essentially, uh, what is it called? Rise of the Messiah. Yeah. Can I just do a Rise of the I, Messiah? No, because everywhere? I think I think Sarween procs. No, you're not doing a production step. You are producing. Okay. So Sarween doesn't proc on any of this. There's okay. no Sarween happening. Here. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So cool. no free money, no free stuff. Arbrecht needs lots and lots of money to uh, make I see this how I got confused. This, we are producing units. We are not using production. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so, isn't that... Welcome to Space <laughs> Cat Peaster. <laughs> hey, you are not using production. You are just producing units. I don't understand how you could get confused here. I don't know what's your problem. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would actually rank this hero kind of low. Yeah. Uh, in terms of overall. Fine. Ability. It sounds flashy, but whatever. Okay, fine. So it seems like he tried real hard on the Winu, but maybe the Arborek is getting the short end of the stick. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I'm nervous for Arborek in Prophecy of Kings, to be honest with you. We know pretty much everything that Arborek is getting, and it doesn't feel like. You guys probably don't remember because it's been a long time, but I actually love the Arborek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for them in POK, or do they, does anything about them like wet your whistle um i mean i'll be i'll be excited to uh write the guide on them and play them i mean i'm excited to play all of this i'm excited to test with a kind of like i am just playing this like one of the things that i like about our show is that it makes me just think about one faction at a time right which i think uh is that's a fun way to think about it yeah i think the only thing i don't like about it is that i have to think about Every faction at some always point. someday at some point over the year I'm gonna have to think about well the the idea that you and I split factions has never been more important because there's no way we're both doing 24 factions yeah and I'm probably so. never doing Muai even <laughs> even in the expansion let's talk about, about Muai because yeah. has Muai gotten better now we don't know the agent and we don't know the commander so there's a lot of information to be gained but uh, their hero is adjudicator Baal. Uh, and they do the Nova Seed, which Nova Seed was a tech that uh, Muat could gain in TI3. So this yeah. ability is actually somewhat familiar to us, which is after you move a War Sun into a non-home system other than Mechatol Rex, you may destroy all other players' units in that system and replace that system tile with a Muat Supernova tile. The special if you do, perch this card and uh, each planet card that corresponds to the rota- replaced system 
tile. So delete a tile. Delete an entire tile. I will point out, uh, people have, have noted, this includes the Ghosts of Creus Gate. The Creus Gate is not a home system, and it is not Mechatol Rex. Oh, so if the Ghosts of Creus oh, don't have buddy. a Delta Wormhole somewhere else, or like an Alpha Wormhole in their home system... They're going to get stuck. They're trapped. <laughs> <laughs> We're trapped in our house. We can't get out the door. Uh, but this rules. This is just like a, such a huge cool. nuke. Uh, if you get the new Magmus reactor, which was uh, released as part of the Codex, that supernova is now like a unit you can use production in. Like it's pretty awesome. Uh, you can set up like. A <laughs> I hope you have fun with that, man. I hope I hope you enjoy that. Yeah, because you you're never gonna it. touch it. I'm, not, I'm I'm done. I did it. I did enough of it for a lifetime. Uh, they also have the Ember Colossus, their mech, which is when you use your Starforge faction ability, which is the one where you spend a command token, and you either get a destroyer or two fighters. In this system or an adjacent system, you may place one infantry from your reinforcements with this unit. This is basically Dane saying Starforge wasn't good enough. Sorry. Yeah. Here's <laughs> Let me a make little Starforge extra. a little Come bit on, better. Starforge, get a little more. <laughs> a little more for Starforge. So now you get two fighters and a ground force or a destroyer and a ground force, and the ground force can be adjacent to wherever you built those ships ships that's pretty um, cool so it's not bad it's not not, not bad at all I, I would say so far it feels like muat hasn't gotten as much as i would like but again we only know half we the don't stuff. know a lot yeah. yeah there's a lot there's a lot we need to know uh all right the ghost, ghost of Creus. yeah come on Sai cerevus is the commander have three units have units in three systems that contain alpha or beta wormholes that's that, a, that, that's the unlock that's, that's the, the unlock, unlock and that feels a little you could have maps that have almost no alphas or betas, which yeah. means this could be a thing where on a really bad map, Ghost of Creus might have to research wormhole generator. Might be tricky. Uh, so th this or could, you know get someone to do IFF or whatever. Right, you know, but but IFF maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe people are going to be more stringent on IFF Ooh. because of this. I don't know. But the ability is after your your ship moves, for each ship that has a capacity value, carriers, dreadnoughts, flagship. War Sons, and moved through one or more wormholes, you may place one fighter from your reinforcements with that ship if you have unused capacity in the active system. There's so much conditionally going on Yeah, there. that was a little too complicated. The idea is when you move through wormholes, you get fighters. They disappear. They uh, they pop out of nowhere. From the, from the wormhole comes fighters. They're like a ghost. <laughs> Uh, so I think this is helpful um, for ghosts because ghosts do have a little bit of an early game fleet problem. They start with a pretty bad start, all things considered. So this is a way for them to maybe get out on the board and um, get get fighters. This is through any wormholes, right? So this includes every time they go from their home system to the Creus gate and then somewhere else, they get a fighter. That's fun. So more or less, I mean, you can basically look at Ghost's sheet and add one fighter <laughs> to the amount of units they start with. Because when they expand with their initial carrier, it's getting a fighter, period. No, wait, uh, that's stupid because you have to unlock Yeah, you this. have to unlock So in the mid-game, that happens. So yeah, sorry, totally, that, totally. that was totally stupid. But regardless, uh, I don't think this is a huge commander. Um, and I don't even think it's a very good alliance promissory note to sell. No, probably not. Probably yeah. not. But so. I think it's cool because I love going fighter two with ghost especially yeah. so definitely a welcome addition as far as i'm concerned right. um so finally they're or not finally the uh, next up their hero uh we don't know the name of it but uh dane has talked about this one a bunch i think it's his favorite thing in the game 
and it's stupid. This is this is pure Dane. This is pure Dane Beltrami right here. As an action, swap the positions of any two systems that contain wormholes or your units other than the Creus system and the wormhole nexus. So you can't do weird stuff with the the systems that don't exist on the game board, but you can literally swap someone's home system and Mechatol Rex or to any other two systems. Like yeah. any two systems within the hex grid can get swapped by this the is so crazy. This is the goofiest It's so thing. goofy. It's so goofy that this, uh, so there is a holiday spectacular <laughs> right, that that's the- you'll, you'll never get to see uh, because it got lost in the ether. But uh, it, it, we, it was the last time we did like audience submitted agendas. And one of the most notorious audience agendas back when we used to do that was, was this. this. Yeah, it was this. It was ability. called Cosmic Disaster. I still remember what it's wow, called. Wow. It job, was like, man. and I don't know why we would be, the fiction made no sense. Like, why <laughs> it would still we makes be, no sense. Why would we be voting? This makes slightly more sense. So well, we weren't voting. So the audience agenda was that the, oh, yeah, deity, the, the deity that oh, is yeah, chat yeah, yeah, yeah. was making these things happen yeah, to the us. Theme Deus is Ex that Machina. The, the audience was God and God decides. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was such a goofy idea that it used to be like a goofy homebrew only idea now it has leaked into the real game <laughs> which is nuts and and some of you frankly are probably rejoicing yeah that this level of uh that this is in there right this is gonna be this is ridiculous can you imagine this like tournament yeah tournament scpt <laughs> tournament and in the final game somebody's like all right i'm gonna move my home system or your home system i'm and- trying to think of when this is actually like crazy useful you know what i mean this is goofy and fun I every know time I know when it's useful i'll give you the scenario right now so and so is about to win how do we stop them put well, their let's... home system next to somebody else's yeah, we home can't system. get to their home system <laughs> yeah. oh we need to move that move their home system up. that's gonna be no 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 this so is let's the not most king like this is going to have this is not a multi-purpose tool. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, is a, a home one. system switcher, and that's what it does. That's all it does. I don't know why it says you can do any two systems, because that's all anyone's ever going to do with it. I promise you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's hilarious. Or it's going to be like, I need, I'm the ghost, and I'm about to win. I need to lock this down. I need that Mechatol point. Yeah. And man, it's well, kind of... Well, you know what? That's a good point. They can move the Kreas gate anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, they put they put that Creus gate adjacent to anything they need, and now everything in their home system yes, has the yes, range to get where it needs yes. to go. That's hilarious. Uh, the mech is called the Icarus Drive. After another player activates a system, you may remove this unit from the game board to place or move a Creus wormhole token into this system. That's those two things are disconnected. After any player activates a system, you may remove this unit unit from the board game to place. Or move a Creus wormhole token. They don't have to the activate system. the system the mech is in? Is that right? Any player. I activate, any player. I know. I activate a system over here. I activate the beta wormhole. You're on the other side of the board. I oh, my my mech turns into a, a wormhole. That must be wrong. There's no way that's the wording of it. I think that's the wording of it. Oh, uh, did we just find a mistake? No, Wecker Wecker put this into the thing. Well, let me. No, no, no. I just mean like, did we find a Dane mistake where he where he wrote it incorrectly? Because... I don't think this is written incorrectly. I just think it's a crazy mech. That's a crazy, but that would mean that you could do that every do time that anybody anytime, activate. Yeah, anything. as long as you build the mechs, just like yep, wormholes, kapow. I wonder if that's the ammo. I I wonder if it's like, because I mean, in my head, it would be after any player activates your system, sure, including you. You know You'd what I mean? That, that includes you, and then you it, know. You'd think. 
Uh, here, let's double check it. After any player activates a system, you may remove the unit from the game. Or do place or move a creature into this system. Why would it even? Why can't you just do it whenever you want? I love you it. basically can do it whenever you I want. I love it. That's All hilarious. Right. You, so now, you, so Ghost Dane, went from devil. Ghost you went from devil. the Creus IFF is kind of a weird way I can get wormholes down, or I could research wormhole generator or i can just now build a bunch of mechs and put wormholes literally no everywhere i want now i will point out you're uh, sacrificing a mech That's you're sacrificing nothing. a mech and creus wormhole tokens are still as far as we know limited to one alpha one beta mm-hmm. maybe we get a gamma i don't i don't really know that yet but like two or three tokens we don't we have no indication yet that there's like a bunch of alpha wormhole tokens now, right? So so the ghost can't just put a wormhole on every single hex of the board. You know what is fun about the timing window of this, though? Is that you can maybe play it a little fast. If you're playing as ghost, you can maybe be a little fast and loose with your mech unit. Yeah. And if somebody's like, Oh, I got enough stuff to take this planet. You can just be like, well, you know what? I don't even want. Th- I'm not. I'm gonna lose the planet anyways. So I'm just gonna turn this into a wormhole. And guess what? Next round, I'm coming for I'm you. Coming. I've got <laughs> way more coming in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up is the necrovirus. Um, surprisingly little has been revealed about the Necrovirus, but we do have what looks like an agent and a commander. The agent is called Necromalion, and during the action phase, you may exhaust this card to choose a player. You can choose yourself. That player may discard one action card or spend one command token from their command sheet, uh, command tokens being something that Necro has a hefty supply of, Mm -hmm. to gain two trade goods yeah so um necro was already a faction that like unaligned magi like broke down and turned into this like well they're this crazy economic powerhouse of like two equals three and the you know the numbers start circling magi's head now they're even more this like i can just exchange resources for other resources so now you do the secondary of imperial you do the secondary of tech you're swimming in command counters you turn half of those command counters into trade goods you burn a couple of your bad action cards you get even more trade goods they're, they were already kind of a, like, uh, currency manipulator, yeah. like, changing, you know, they're basically, like, changing this into that, and now it's, uh, it's, it's on paper. They're doing, they're doing that. They're literally though. doing that, and it's, this is very good. Yeah. Yeah, um, this is great. During the action phase, still, st- I, Necro there's still no limit to this. Yeah. During the action phase, you just, you may do it, and you don't exhaust it when you do it. You just can always do this at literally any point. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do a trade with somebody, you can be like, hey, 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 let me trade you two two for three. Well, wait, but you do exhaust the card in order to do it. So you do, do have you? to exhaust. Yeah. Oh, says, you may exhaust this card. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Okay. You may exhaust I this card. scared myself yeah, yeah, there, Hunter. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to gain like eight trade goods around because they can just exchange. No. Okay. It's it's a little bit more limited than that. So they it's two bucks if they decide to use it per round. Yes. That's, I feel better. <laughs> Uh, their commander is Necroacidos, A-C-I-D-O-S. Uh, own three technologies, and your Valifar assimilators don't count. The blank Valifar assimilators don't count. So you need to, you start with one, you need to have acquired at least two techs, right? Yes. Uh, there, and the ability is, now, after you gain a technology, you may draw an action card. So remember how their agent lets them exchange action cards? Well, now they can get even more action cards in the game. It's not, this isn't on the level of a Sorrel or anything. They're not going crazy with action cards. But they can get action cards. I have a dog. <laughs> you just got attacked by I just, my dog. I just, Birdie just like just hopped into my lap. I'm sure no people reason. can also hit. This is a weird episode of just it is a distractions. Weird yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah, no, this is good. Obviously, I mean, I don't know what else to say about it besides uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's not flashy. It's just here's an action card. It's cool. Every it's time just, you get tech, it's just more. I, I'm a fr- I'm a little bit afraid of necro. This these are the kind of things that on paper don't look crazy. 
but in game well, could they were become good. They were already doing they good. They were already they good, have, like, and now they have even better economy. Yeah, and like economy is what matters. Don't get messed up by the idea that like if a faction was already good, and it sounds like they don't get that much in the expansion. If they get a few, like a, one or two good things, yeah. if they were already good, then that That's might great. be great. <laughs> that might be devastating. And these these things both don't feel like they're just good. It feels like. Like, if economy is, like, kind of the most important thing you have in the game, this feels like a big deal to me. Well, I mean, obviously, they, they go together, too. Yes. Like, the fact they're going to get more action cards, right. and they have this agent that allows them to, to discard an action card to get two trade goods. Yeah. So the idea that maybe maybe Necro kind of gets more of a pruny right. vibe going on, because right. it's like, oh, anything that's that anything I get in my hand that's crap, I'm just going to turn that to two trade goods anyways. It's just going to go into my economy mm-hmm. vortex. Right. Um, or even, you know, they can spend the command token too. I feel like that's going to be the less, I, I feel like it's more often that people are going to be like, I'm going to burn prune action my hand. Yeah. So yeah, very good. Uh, next up is the Sardak Nor, someone else who needed some help. Uh, we don't know their agent yet, but we did, we revealed their commander, uh, which is, didn't we, re- this, this chart says their name is unknown, but their, their name is Gom Sekus. Maybe they just yeah. didn't know how to spell it. Right. G apostrophe H O M space S U K K U S. Yeah. Gahom suckers. Gahom suckers. Uh, all right. You once you control five planets and non-home systems, uh, during the commit ground forces step, you can commit up to one ground force from each planet in the active system and each planet in adjacent systems that do not contain one of your command tokens. So unactivated systems can just their bugs just like launch themselves through space they can into the fly through they can space. just ignore space combat and get in there yeah um this i think this is crazy good i love it not just because the sardak can do it but because they because someone else at the table is going to get their alliance promissory note this is going to be a highly sought after yeah, alliance yeah, yeah. Note. people are going fun. to pay money for this in a yeah. big way yeah this versatility is uh is fantastic and also you know I don't know. I could not have predicted it, but the Sardak becoming my favorite faction a year into TI4 yeah. and staying that way, I am really excited about this ability, <laughs> and I'm really excited about the ability they're about to go over, yeah. which is their hero, yeah. um, which they do not know the name of, uh, but it, the ability is called Teklar Conditioning. Um, after, you ha- after you move ships into the active system, you may skip directly to the commit ground forces step. If you do... After you commit ground forces to land on planets, purge this card and return each of your ships in the active system uh, to your reinforcements. This is one of those things, I don't, maybe this isn't that good. I mean, it seems like it would be good. I'll point out it combos with the commander. Yes, which is pretty cool. Um, But the idea of just like being able to be like, oh, whatever, you'll beat me in space, doesn't matter. I'm yeah. just gonna come beat I'm you just on the ground. Get in there, yeah. Like that that is a really uh to me that's really, really cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, it's hard to figure how much anything has application in yeah. TI4 without playing sure so many times. Um but I love it. it. I actually got a little jealous of this ability because I, I've been working on my own homebrew faction for about two years now. <laughs> uh that I be when I saw this ability I scrapped it. Yeah. I basically you scrapped had it. Sort what of it was a similar I, idea. I, well, I had an idea of a faction that was like, they were like gnomes that yeah. like are like, uh, they're like, you know, kind of sca- kind of like the Mentac, kind of like the SAR, but one of their things was this essentially. Yeah. It was just like, and this, and it was probably broken because this yeah. was like a basic ability for them. <laughs> but it also was going to be like one of their only things. Sure. So. Sure. Well, I, I want to point out that this probably gives even more push. To start act to, to research carrier two, right? 
Oh, if you're sure. late, if your late game winning move for Sardak Nor is to send two or three carriers that are completely full of just ground forces because you don't care about the carriers dying, but you send eight ground forces into a not eight, sorry, eight times four, twenty-four ground forces into a into a heavily defended home system or Max Max Rex, Rex or something. Yeah, yeah that, that this is just a game winner. I yeah, mean, this is one of those like good good for King Slaying, good for locking down Mechtal Rex if that's what it's about. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about yeah. Yeah, read them what for me, got? Hunter. I'm dealing with a baby yeah, you're now. With a baby. Molly is getting more and more into the mix today. <laughs> okay, so um, we know that their agent is called Brother Mill. That's all we know. Mill something. Mill, Mill something. Some. <laughs> Mill question mark. Um, their commander is called Brother Omar. Um, the unlock is use your indoctrination faction ability. So just use indoctrination, and you get this. And the ability is. This card satisfies a green technology prerequisite. You may produce one additional infantry uh, for their cost. These infantry do not count against your production limit. So this is one of those like kind of grab baggy type abilities. We got a couple of things going on. This here. is crazy, but also uh, keep in mind that Yin also just got a new Yin spinner that lets them get two extra green uh, ground forces when they build. This is a third. So now yeah. when you build two ground forces as Yin, you get five ground forces yes, yes. if you have both. Yeah. And this is a green skip to get you to Yin spinner faster. Well, and get you to infantry too faster. Um, yeah, because it would be, yeah, that would also be for the unit upgrade as well. Um, I would love to read you the hero, but I can't, I just I'm can't quite down. see it. And, we're, and we're keeping it live. We're doing very little editing this episode. Yeah, here we uh, go. <laughs> so, so here's the hero. Uh, we don't know the name. Uh, action. Uh, for each, this oh, is one. Of, this we is, don't know this what is, this is. We don't know what this is. They don't. Uh, they don't. They we know that they are gonna get an equal number of something. Let's not go. Let's not. Let's even not get even bother. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, they didn't have all the text actually written yeah, there, yeah. so I don't. I the don't the talk about guess. That. The guess here, and it's in parentheses, says maybe double your infantry on each planet. That would be wild if that's the case. Yeah. If you if you literally double your infantry on every single planet. I don't know how anyone stops Yin. Yeah, sorry, ever. we're not going to help you with that. Anyways, <laughs> uh, me the mech is called uh, Moyen's Ashes. Um, the ability is uh, Deploy. When you use your indoctrination faction ability, you may spend one additional influence to replace your opponent's infantry with one mech instead of one infantry. So you can spend three influence and turn a ground force yeah. into a mech at the start of combat. So I, I want to call out something real quick. There's There are two themes I'm seeing with the mechs that's happening, which is like either the mech has some sort of utility uh, that just allows you to do stuff that doesn't even necessarily have to do with combat. Yeah, yeah they're just you yeah utility units that are very interesting and cool, like ghosts. Or the mech is all about the fact that it is good at fighting yeah changing and, ground combat completely right and then just making it like somehow easier to get a hold of or like or allowing it to combo into getting more of them so like i feel like those are like two major themes yeah. that i'm seeing with the mech units right right, right. um let's talk about the l1 um l1 is an interesting one because we literally revealed these two two of these things last week oh uh -huh. right uh and and the third thing is a not really revealed um hero so i don't want we don't have to go crazy in detail but if you remember from i'll last just week, i'll just go over it real yeah, quick yeah. uh hero is called two ram um you unlock it by having four more dreadnoughts um units that have planetary shield do not prevent bombardment obviously getting rid of a major hur hurdle for yeah. l1z1x we've already talked about though the mech is called annihilator while not participating in ground combat this unit can use its bombardment ability on planets in its system as if it were a ship it hits bombardment eight uh it has sustained damage like they all do uh there was a lot of discussion over the past week about if we were right in in our idea that you could 
invade planet A with a mech, and then when you go to your ground combat on planet B, can the mech on planet A harrow planet B? And that has been, as far as we can tell, confirmed. Yeah, That, that is true, that a, a mech on planet A can harrow planet B. Bombardment yes. happens before any ground combat, so these mechs bombard no matter what. Right. But the harrowing from planet to planet seems to be correct. Yes. Let's get into the clan of Sar, which is also something we've revealed most of this stuff on the show yeah. before. So I'll just go over it real quick. The agent is called Captain Mendoza. After a player activates a system, you may exhaust this card to increase the move value of one of that player's ships to match the move value of the ship on the game board that has the highest move value. Pretty cool. It's ridiculous. That that I mean... With Gravity Drive, this means as long as they can find like six trade goods, Sar can get Mechatar X round one yeah, if they want well, to yeah, without well, even thinking yeah. about it. But I've seen some theory crafting about Sar not getting Gravity Drive, that this can kind of act as their Gravity Drive and that it really mm. helps them enough in the early game that they could focus their tech elsewhere. Who knows if that becomes worth it? There's a lot of tech ideas to go around, right? There's, there's all this new tech. So I don't know where that goes necessarily for Sar. I still feel like Gravity Drive is such a good get because even if you just get Gravity Drive and then have this, you can have three movement carriers round one and round two and sar's whole thing is like getting in on places before other people so if you could just like launch yourself across the galaxy i, I still think that's maybe the best option but you could see some crazy new sar uh, strategies develop based yeah. around the fact that maybe you don't need that gravity drive right um and there's only partial information on the commander and hero um i'm gonna skip to the mech the mech is called scavenger zeta um, this is a deploy ability. After you gain control of a planet, you may spend a trade good to place a mech on that planet. Going with the kind of theme I've yeah. already kind of established. It's like it's either that it's kind of easy to get the mech and that right. the value is just in that it's a mech and it's easy to get or the mech has some sort of other utility yeah. uh, that this is, is interesting. This, and realistically, this is a free mech because you gain oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. a trade good totally. off of your ability when you take the planet. So... Um, it's just whether or not you choose to do it. What I'm excited about with Scavenger Zeta is you might have more. Clan of Star will have the most interesting round one because now it's a do I get gravity drive and go all over yeah. or do I try to build a bunch of mechs and like have crazy defended stuff right from the start of the game? Am I playing Scorched Earth Star or am I playing Jump on a Space and Hold It? So I, I wonder where that's going to go. I think Clan Asar's strategy is going to open up in some really interesting ways. Uh, the next thing we have up is Asaral Tribes, but we kind of already talked about them. So let's go ahead and just skip to uh, the Nalu Collective. All right. So their agent is called... Uh, we we got nothing on them, actually. Yeah, it's called no, Ze'u. Ze'u. And it. we that's know we it's got. when an agenda is revealed, which I will already say that is probably somewhat disappointing because it means it's like an agenda-only ability. Yeah. Which means it's not helping them in the action oh, phase sure, sure, or sure. during in scoring phase, or anything yeah. like that. So it's just kind of some sort of agenda related. Well, let's talk about, we have thing. their, we have their commander. Um, we don't know the unlock, uh, yep. but the commander's called Maban. Um, and the ability is you may produce one additional fighter uh, for their cost. These additional units do not count. So against your production, the same limit. as yin, but more fighters for Nalu. Yes. So just doubling down on what they already do. I will say this one to me, just like uh, yin's commander um, I think both of these are very tradable alliances too. Yes. Just getting extra fighters or getting extra ground forces. Yin's especially, that's one of the better alliances in the game. Yeah. A green prerequisite and a ground force? That's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, this, yeah. an additional fighter, I'm kind of surprised that this doesn't come with like 
a blue tech re- prerequisite or something mm-hmm. you know I, I think that's a little weird um so it's it's it is functionally worse than yin's right like we can de facto say this is worse than yin's commander right yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but totally. it's nalu so they love the fighters right um the hero is only partially we're not even gonna bother yep. there um the mech is fully revealed it is called iconoclast during combat against an opponent who has at least one relic fragment weird uh apply plus two to the results of this unit's combat roles. So that's so that's ground combat. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory about Iconoclast. Um, now, this depends on how rampantly we see people sitting on relic fragments, right? I think you'll see a decent amount of them in like the mid and late game where it's like, right. I never finished that cultural uh, relic. I have one more cultural relic just sitting in my hand, right? So let's say, let's say three players are sitting on relic fragments in the end game. So your mechs are all great against those three players. And if you build your matriarch and send a fleet of fighters to do ground combat against somebody else, you have like four different places you can have decisive ground combats. Mm-hmm. I think that this mech is being overlooked by a lot of players. I, I It's conditional on this relic fragment thing, but plus two means this this mech hits on a four. Right. And they already have another ground game trick with their flagship. So I think Nalu has some really crazy taking planets from other people in the late game potential. Like some really, really scary late game potential with, with both of these abilities in tandem. Yeah. Hard one to measure at this point. Yes. But yeah, I think there's some potential yeah. there. Uh, Mentak, not a lot is known. Um, yep. We know the commander ability. We don't know the unlock or the name. Um, after you win a space combat, you may force your opponent to give you one promissory note from their hand. You do not get to pick the note. Yep. This is probably going to get you a political secret right. most of the time. Late um, game, it's going to get you a trade agreement. You're never going to cash in. <laughs> I will say this just to try and be generous to it. I think what it means effectively is that as you go, you could kind of focus on one player and yeah. just be like, you know what? I'm getting all your promissory notes right. by the end of this. And that means I'm eventually going to get some good stuff. That's so. true. That's true. If you're, if you're really trying to swallow someone else's pie slice. If you're trying to bully or like specifically be like, I just like to ambush you every once in a while yeah. and pick off your stuff just because I'm trying to get more of those. Right. Uh, and, and you know, I don't know. It just depends on who it is. So this is, you're going to have to make this good. This is not yeah. good on its own. No. Right, right, um, right. And their hero is, we don't quite know the name, but we know the ability is called Sleeper Cell. At the start of a space combat that you are participating in, you may purge this card if you do for each other player's ship that is destroyed during this combat. Place one ship of that type from your reinforcements in the active system. So you don't have to build these units, um, but you have to, I mean, to to for this to work in the end, you have to win the space combat. Now, I will say the timing of this um, you, you activate it at the start of a space combat, but the ships come out uh, for each player's ship that is destroyed during the combat. Place one ship. The, it sounds like this is as they are destroyed. So as you kill units, you immediately replenish your own fleet. This is one of those abilities that feels like a last-ditch effort, try-to-win-the-game ability, mm-hmm. but even then, it may not be a game-winner, right? Yeah. So far, this feels like the most lackluster hero. It right. could be cool if you're attacking Muat and you have War Sun's research. Like, okay, cool, boom, pop, new War Sun or whatever. But like those incidents are going to be few and far between. Yeah, Th- this is usually going to get you like, cool. I got a couple. I got like a carrier and a couple destroyers, and then I had to destroy down to my fleet supply, and I didn't end up with that much. Yeah, it doesn't innately make you better at the combat. 
that yeah. you started. I agree. Uh, and it, uh, as somebody that really likes Mentech a lot too. Disappointing. A little, a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how this stuff pans out though. Yeah. Again, it's like, it's kind of about what you make out of it too. Right. So, um, we're going to talk about Barony of Letnev, the agent. Uh, I've, I, we, we, we got corrected on this. Apparently, this word here, unlen, is a viscount, not a viscount. This is some, I don't know, French word or something? Oh, yes. Some... Well, we are from Arkansas. <laughs> That's viscount. <laughs> that's viscount right there, viscount. It's like a it's like a discount, but it, I think that's a German word for, for discount. Viscount. Uh, unlen. Um this is an agent. Uh, the ability is at the start of space combat. Uh, at the start of a space combat round, exhaust this card to choose one ship in the active system. That ship rolls one additional die in this combat round. That's little. That's not That's much. Little. I That's... wish it was the whole combat. That'd be awesome. But it's, it's for one single combat round, you can like roll an extra dread. Yeah, I mean, I think early game this could swing a lot of fights. Sure, though, definitely, know? yeah. And 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 we said this the the other day, like a couple weeks ago, when we revealed this one, that I think this is more sellable than it is usable. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a thing where like Barony doesn't plan to use it every round, but they end up giving it to somebody else. Um, the Barony commander and the hero are both kind of not quite unlocked. Let's let's hash out this hero though, because there's a lot of that. It has clearly been somewhat revealed. Um, it is that some sort of number of non-fighter ships that you can have in systems is not limited by the number of command tokens in your fleet pool. What people are assuming about this uh, bear anything is for one round, your fleet supply literally doesn't even matter. So to me, that says that's an ability where, again, it's a Hail Mary round. Right. It's a let me send literally every it's unit a, I'm, I have. I'm winning. Yeah. And let me guess dump what? Everything. It's all going to sit in my home system <laughs> Yeah, now. true, true. So one way or the other, this is a like, I need the win or I've got the win. Let me consolidate. Um, I just want to say like, you know, we've only read two things there and one of them's like only half known. Barony... It's like, I don't know if Dane thought Barony wasn't doing good. Like, yeah. I think Barony's doing all right. And, like, Bar Barony's got some good stuff. It's like, fine stuff. I, it's not flashy stuff. I I'll think say it's, that I much. think, well, you got to think about the new promissory note, too. That, new well, okay. Note the Codex promissory note changes everything yeah. for Barony. That's yeah. the biggest change we've seen so far. They also have the mech name, which people have pointed out the Dunlane Reaper sounds oddly Irish. <laughs> Oh my God! It does sound kind of Irish, doesn't it? The Dunlane Reaper. The Dunlane Reaper. The Dunlane Reaper. You deploy Reaper. it, and at the start of a round of ground combat, you may spend two resources to replace one of your infantry in the combat with one mech. It's got sustained damage. It costs two, and it's got a combat of six. Ooh, this is good. Yeah, this is straight up and down. But this is in your combat-focused mechs, right? This yes. is a like it's just popping in the big at the battle, like well, right, but right there at I the mean, start. That, that that was one of their problems. Yeah, was like having enough units. What, what I love about this is it spend units. two resources, mm -hmm. and in your home system, the way your home system is made up, you've got the four oh, zero yeah. and the two one. So ostensibly, you always have this yeah. in your back pocket. Sure, um, sure, so sure. Love. And you can use it early. That's pretty yeah. cool. We have so many more. Fa <laughs> this yeah. twenty-four factions business is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Soul. The agent is Evelyn DeLouis. DeLouise. DeLouise. Um, agent, uh, the ability is at the start of a ground combat round. You may exhaust this card to choose one ground force in the active system. That ground force rolls one additional die during this combat. So kind of like the agent we just read, but yeah. just for ground combat. Which I think is better. 
I mean, ground combat oh, sure. is swingier. It's, that's the tighter, um, the tighter stuff. For soul, when you have upgraded infantry, this is crazy. Yeah. Getting an extra roll. But also, this is very sellable. Anybody who's ever doing... This isn't exhaustible yeah. or anything. So anytime anyone wants to do a ground combat, soul gets to get in there and be like, hey, want one more die? Well, as someone that's been trying to sell Teclar Legion for two years now, I <laughs> right. hope... If I see soul getting to sell this all the time, I will be pretty mad. <laughs> We'll be pretty like, oh, yeah, you guys now need help we on, like it. Now you need help with your ground card. Yeah. Okay. And it's in the dumb way, too, where you just get an extra die that might not even help yeah. you. Teklar is, like, solid. Yeah. Uh, Soul's commander is Claire Gibson, and you need to control planets that have a combined total of at least 12 resources. That's tricky. You start with four. You need to get eight resources outside of your home in planets. So that, that I, is actually that's a, a pretty steep unlock for the Federation of Soul. But what it grants you is at the start of a ground combat on a planet you control. So basically in ground combat defense, you may place one infantry from your reinforcements on that planet. That I I'm going to call that pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And also a, another very sellable alliance. Mm -hmm. People are someone's going to really want that, especially someone like Sardak or like the Titans of old. Or, I don't know, there's lots of ground combat kind of focused factions where if they had this ability, uh, they, they would be smooth sailing. Right. I mean, the, the, that's that's crazy defenses to just add an extra uh, infantry. This is this has a funny interaction with uh, the Yin Brotherhood <laughs> where you both basically just like, <laughs> like Yin gains one, but then you gain it right back. I right. don't know. That's funny. Uh, their hero is Jace X, 4th Air Legion, Helio, Commander Ray. <laughs> that is the most human cool soul. No, yeah, that's cool. I'm Jace, and I'm the X, 4th Air no, Legion. If Sega Genesis taught me anything, it would be that <laughs> a name like Jace X is, like, cool. <laughs> uh, as an action, remove each of your command tokens from the game board and return them to your reinforcements. So they don't even go back onto your sheet. I'm, I'm happy. Happy to see this. Honestly, this is a lackluster hero on a faction that don't need it. Yeah, totally. Doesn't totally. doesn't need the help. So perfectly fine to have them have a. They, they can move, attack somewhere, pull all their command tokens off. They already have a good command counter economy, and so then they can attack somewhere else. But they're not getting any economic benefit out of this. It is right. purely positional. Yeah, but I mean, I don't want to make it sound like there's no way this will ever help. No, this is a game winner. Yeah, but it's not like some of these other over heroes. The top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, their mech is the ZS Thunderbolt M2. Deploy after you use your the orbital drop faction ability when you spend a command token to get two infantry, you may spend three resources to place one mech on that planet. This one is interesting because that is more expensive than a mech costs. Right. But yeah, it's just but the idea that you, front you get it at yeah. the front line wherever you want. No, no uh, space docks necessary. So, I, I, that's fine. It's good enough. I don't think it's crazy, and there, it's not a utility thing, right? This is a ground right. combat thing, and honestly, because it's a combat six, my upgraded infantry are just as good as this mech. Right. So I think I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. Think I don't. And care I mean, about it's fine that Soul has some things you don't care about yeah. at this point. Yeah, I'm never going to deploy uh, speaking this of mech. Somebody having some things you don't care about. <laughs> right. Let's talk about the universities of Jolnar that deserve nothing. Yeah, they well, deserve nothing. Guess what? They got some. Maybe I'm super stoked for the yeah, stuff that they got yeah. because it's they wicked deserve. Cool. I want to say sure they deserve nothing. <laughs> they deserve nothing. They got a commander known as Ta Zern. We don't know the unlock yet, but we do know after you roll dice for a unit ability. This is pla uh, space cannon. This is anti fighter barrage bombardment. Yeah, bombardment. You may yeah. re-roll any of those dice. That's crazy. Could be good. 
Could be uh, really that, good. Okay, Jolnar starts with two PDS, and the idea that I can re-roll, you may re-roll any of those dice. I only re-roll my misses, right? My PDS are wicked, stupid good now. Yeah, yeah. And I can sell this alliance to somebody else, some other PDS faction. Me and Xcha, we get no alliance? Nah, you're not coming in. Sorry, bud. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We, we, we are defended. Right. Uh, their hero is Rin, the master's legacy. Uh, as an action... For each non-unit upgrade technology you own, you may replace that technology with any technology of the same color from the deck, then purge this card. This is like my favorite lackluster ability in the game. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's not really that lackluster, is it's, it? Well, it, it is because Jolnar is already skipping tech all over the place. Sure. They're ending up with most of their late game tech without thinking about it. Sure, but, but hey, now no, no, no. Let me throw a scenario sure. at you. It's round Please. six. Nobody take tech, okay? And then Jolnar's like... Okay, well, actually, you know what? I do specifically need Lightwave, and I did not already get it, yeah. so I will go ahead. I will and go ahead and get and that. And also, if I can think of anything else I need, yeah. I'll go ahead and get that, too. What I love about the idea of it is you can have an... You 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 will start to see, I feel like, and I hope, and what I'm planning to develop is early game tech builds, builds for Jolnar that only focus on the early game benefits, oh, and then you switch over, right? You get your things like like neural motivator while you need it and then in your last rounds when neural motivator is not going to matter anymore you switch everything over to assault cannon x89 bacterial weapon light wave deflector like yeah but you uh, don't so guess what i'm still not a jolnar guy i love I'm it i'm so yeah. excited i'm yeah. wicked super you're gonna make the a game go guy. my most extra hour i'll say this much the that. fact that the objectives are doubling and the tech objectives won't be such a big deal means that jolnar is definitely going down in some tier lists and that's, if anything, that's what I'm most excited about for Jolnar is that I don't have to be embarrassed to play them anymore. Right, right. <laughs> uh, Hunter, give me extra. Okay, here's extra. Um, their agent is called Gagros Kuto. Gagros Kuto. Gagrokatu. Rin. It's an action. Exhaust this card to ready any planet. That planet is in a system that is adjacent to a planet you control. You may remove one infantry from that planet and return it to its reinforcements that's Wacky. pretty cool uh that makes round one diplo or round two diplo or round three diplo even cooler yeah uh, the idea is you get in there you pop this you remove an infantry and then fleet logistics on extra feels like a requirement now because mm -hmm. you can do this and then immediately diplo to pull to peacefully annex planets oh that is funny but at the end of the day peaceful annex is still kind of a weak ability because they can just come and invade that empty planet right. so i don't it's know important it, it, it will never help you get something important yeah this the best ability on this is that you can exhaust to ready uh, a planet yeah and that that could be a big deal especially early game if extra is really starving for some sort of tech skip situation right this gets them gravity drive like every yeah. no matter what round one if they have a blue skip they can get gravity drive period it's and versatile. that feels good yeah i like that next we got um the extra commander uh, which we actually don't know the name of or the ability <laughs> or but anything wants to read the unlock well we know the, so how about you read that yeah it's Matt? it's the unlock is just that you have to control planets that have a combined value of at least 12 influence so like the opposite of federation is soul mm -hmm. and that seems unfair <laughs> Yeah, that seems really hard. Uh, a little harder. Extra. Yeah, a bit harder. Um, there will definitely be situations where they probably can't actually. Right. Get I can see. I can see games where just like extra never gets their commander. Yeah, um, that would suck. So I hope it's worth it. I hope it's very, it very be good. good. It better um, be good. But uh, otherwise, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, is there a way that the stuff that extra gets is good enough for you to start playing extra again? Like, are you on the same page that I am with Muai? Um, the, the agent doesn't 
freak me out or yeah, anything. Doesn't and then that. let's talk about the hero real sure, quick. Yeah, the hero yeah. is as an action, you may discard one law from play. Mm-hmm. Then look at the top five cards of the agenda deck. Choose two to reveal and resolve resolve each as if you had cast something about votes for basically it sounds like you get to just decide two agendas yeah out of five maybe now, there's still some question marks there's there, still so some we, question we marks there but that, that wording. feels like most of it i mean that that feels like a lot of an ability and that is cool but yeah. also there are bunk agendas <laughs> right, right that's true so it depends on and, and the the difficulty i feel five like with that cards, one though there's gotta be something something good, good what stinks about it it stinks, but it's also like you're saying, because you're getting five, you at least get options because what scares me about this ability is as extra knowing when would be best to pop it. Do you wait till like the very, very end of the game and then mm-hmm. hope for like some victory points, you right. know, a seat of the empire or something to right. get yourself points? Right. Or do you try to do it as early as possible so that you get agendas that like greatly impact the, the rest, rest of, of the, the table kind and the of rest a hunter's of the game. law deal right. yeah you're gonna find some good agendas that you're gonna need for the rest of the right. game that are gonna kind of compound everything um well repeal law still exists so maybe not right. actually yeah um but it, i guess it depends um it is cool that you get to look at five it's also cool that this is happening during the action phase right my guess is that if we get the rest of the wording, it doesn't really matter what it says yeah. because you can't vote it. during the action phase right. anyways. Right. So there's no reason that everyone else Nobody get can to vote. get in on this. It's yeah. just a matter of you can reveal them and then get people to pay you for the I, outcomes. I, I wonder, that seems nice. Oh, that does seem cool. Yeah, because you, you are the active player. Um, I wonder if the wording we're missing, if you actually have to spend planets for votes that could be kind of that would crummy. Be crazy yeah because yeah. then you would have to spend something yeah yeah um or i mean i guess a, tra- a single trade good would also do mm-hmm. so uh, it's still a good deal but yeah i wonder I-, I wonder what the rest of that one says yeah uh, and i think overall that's a cool ability right to uh kind of get to take control of the agenda deck yeah but, but none of it excites me enough to like think extra is totally different i think the biggest thing that changes extra is those base texts all the new base texts that they might have closer access to could change their game a a bit because things like even just deciding to do more exploration so that then their position is actually even better to fortify yeah you know if they if they uncover their slice quickly enough they may not have to ever leave their slice because what they explored does enough for them or they can research some more explore tech and keep exploring to until they find within their own slice what they need. If there's a certain amount of turtling that is more viable now, right? They might be okay. Yeah, and tech path wise, uh, hopefully it opens up for them because I feel like they've always had a problem of like, yeah. well, what text do you get? Right. And, right. Yeah. Yellow green is not good. Right. So. Right. If yellow green gets better, that could be very very good for them. Speaking yeah. of yellow green, uh, Emirates of Hakan is our final. Of the 17 factions Lam. before we get into Lam-o. the rest of them. Until we get to the big ones. Until, yeah, so we have a lot more work to do. Uh, yeah. So the Emirates of Hakan uh, have the agent Karth of Golden Sands. During the action phase, you may exhaust this card to gain two commodities or replenish another player's commodities. That Pretty one cool. is super interesting to me. Yeah. Um, it's one of the few times now that we've seen... Uh, just gaining a set amount of commodities mm-hmm. right there's some explore cards we know where you like gain a commodity this is a way to also gain commodities so this one is it, it's so hakan where it's like here's a tool yeah i don't know right how you, are you gonna how good it? is it yeah how good is it you tell me um so i think the it's thing it's definitely gonna be i'll tell you this much it's not gonna be about 
gaining two, two commodities, commodities for no. yourself. It's going to be about making a deal. Because you, I mean, right. I can make a deal with Joel Nahr and get, you know, right two two trade goods out of that. Yeah. Even if we do a split. Let me let me sell you another story. Asarl is in the game. Asarl's agent can copy this ability. Asarl right. and Hakan oh, can both wash each other like replenish each other's commodities if either of them holds trade they can do it twice that is lovely actually i've loved that there's been this desire to kind of write isarl and hakan <laughs> into this their like, relationship yeah. like closer and closer <laughs> uh so yeah no that will be mag that will be an even bigger deal so yeah, yeah that's fun and, and and as we point that out too uh there was also a reveal uh I- i'm gonna squeeze this in here because mm-hmm. why not uh, we we split this recording up, right? And Asarl's mech was also revealed. We don't know the exact wording, but we do know that Asarl now uh, gains mechs when they use stall tactics. That's pretty great for their for their uh, mech, uh, which just means dead cards from Hakan are now worth even like e- yeah. even more for Asarl. Asarl's like, well, that's a mech for me. I mean, that's a right. stall right. and a mech for right. me. So I'll take your, you know. Your completely junk action cards. Right, I'll take scavenge yeah. or whatever. Not scavenge. What is it? The one where you get their uh, commodities? Sure. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, the, their hero is Haruch Gefara, Uh And it is the ridiculous ability that I'm... Uh, this might be the thing I'm most excited. Like, I think I want to play Hakan in the first game we do of... Uh, Prophecy of Kings because oh, yeah. because of this ability. Uh, when one or more of your units use production, you may reduce the cost of each of your units to zero during the use of production if you do purge this card. You get one massive free build. Mm-hmm. So obviously all the fun theory crafting is people talking about H- Hakan researching War Sons and then buying two War Sons and a handful of dreads in their home system for right. nothing, for zero dollars. Right. Uh, so that could be that like round four terrifying push from Hakan into like a crazy round five. Yeah, it's an interesting ability. I do wonder if the implementation of it is actually more difficult than it sounds. Right. Because um, I think it's all just a question of like, well, when are you going to use? You only get to yeah. do this once. Right. right. So is it always going to be like a round five, round six play just to shore up the home system? Right. Cool. It, are you are you gonna try and use it uh, on a forward dock yeah. to get out some ridiculous amount of stuff or like yeah what's it's it's worth noting too it's not like Arborex where Arborex is just like build everywhere mm-hmm. this is like when you were already activating a space to yep. build there yeah. so this sells even more the idea of like is Hakan two or even three space docks at home now just yeah. so they can fire on all cylinders when they pop this ability I don't know. I feel like no. That's yeah. my, that's my. That, I think but we two, don't we don't know the commander. Three. I yeah. I don't think try docking in the home system is ever going to come back. Yeah. But because yeah. I mean, I just feel like that's kind of that's doubling down on this ability to such an extent. Like I feel like back in the day in TI three when I would uh, put three do- space docks in my home system every time. Yeah. The only reason it was viable was because you could build them very quickly mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game. So the idea was like. I'm building a lot of ships starting what like round three, right, and right. then by round six, those ships that I built in round three are now out wherever they need yeah, to be, yeah. and then the and you know, so everything's starting to happen. I feel like there's a principle of like, yeah, you can produce a lot of stuff, but if it's not doing stuff for you, mm-hmm. then all it can really serve is a defensive purpose. Yeah. And I wonder if ultimately this ability will be more about defending Hakan in the late game if yeah. they're already winning right. or actually getting, you know, some fun plastic down. Yeah, it's definitely way better defensively. Yeah. This is this is a huge... I mean, you can build 
as many infantry as you can fit. That was already going to be cheap, but now you... My now it's insane. The better thing, too, is when that stage two economic objective comes out, mm-hmm. Hakan pops this just so they don't have to t- burn any trade goods or, or planets, and they get the stage two right. without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They also have the mech, the pride of Kanara. We revealed this on the show. This planet's planet card may be traded as part of a transaction. If you do move all of your units from this planet to another planet you control... Love this it. one's like more exciting to me than yeah. than the hero. Actually, I like the agent and the mech a little yeah. more than the hero as far as the style of ability. Oh, absolutely, it is. Yeah. because it's all about, uh, you know, people applying yes. uh, this right. new token to trade around basically, yeah. and now the token is any planet in the game. It that's is a lot. It is definitely the best part of playing Hakan. It's just yeah. like a, I don't know. I have a bunch of tools that like I can use. Uh, I do think we'll that playtime is going to go up. <laughs> yeah, with them. With, with a con. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, definitely not going to get shorter. Okay. Okay, now we're in the big stuff. We're in the big now stuff. No, we're in the big stuff. <laughs> we have seven factions. I think the best thing we can do here is, I mean, we'll. I guess we'll try to read through all of them, but I, I more want to just talk about what the faction is starting to feel like, what, what these factions are like, uh, because to just sit here and cover every single ability, we could do that for hours. Uh, so... Let's let's. What do you want to start with, Hunter? Mahat, Argent, Nazroka, Nomad, Imperian, uh, Imperian, Vulwraith, Cabal, Vool or the Titans Wraith. of Ul. Oh, let's definitely start with Mahat and go to Titans. Okay, so Mahat Gene Sorcerers have a pretty bad home system. It's a three-five. Mm-hmm. They only have three commodities, so they're averaging there. We don't know their fleet or tech yet. That could be a big determining factor because so far it feels like they have a slow start, mm-hmm. which would make sense considering their abilities because their abilities very much read like big end game if you can survive the slow start. Right, right. right. So their their faction abilities, you kind of have to take everything. Mahat feels like Arborek to me in the sense of if you just read the Arborex, like abilities, you go, why is any of this good? None of this makes right, sense. Right. And you have to like look at everything all together to kind of get a better sense of what is happening. Mm-hmm. So their main ability is called Edict. When you win a combat, place one command token from your opponent's reinforcements in your fleet pool. If it does not already contain one of those players' tokens, other players' tokens in your fleet pool, increase your fleet limit but cannot be redistributed. So you have like a super barony ability, right. but you only get it by winning combats right so that's that is a big ask that's right this isn't nothing um and uh their second ability is imperia when another player's command token is in your fleet pool you can use the ability of that player's commander if it is unlocked that one's nuts that one's nuts and it, it's comboed with hubris which is during setup purge your alliance promissory note so nobody can get your commander ability and you can technically get everybody at the table's commander ability right using imperia but not using the alliance promissory right note. it can't be given yeah to no you, one so. can just give it to you you have to go get it you have to go take everything you want this has that same sort of problem of necro right necro the only way they're actually getting that tech is through attacking and winning combats well in their case destroying stuff this is right. even more difficult you can't just send the destroyer and hope to kill a fighter now you actually have to win a combat it's a pretty gene i think it's a genius faction yeah if you if your goal was if dane's goal was like i want to make another faction that has like a necro flavor to it Mm -hmm. which honestly would have been really hard to come up with and i feel like this is this is a good way to translate that where it's almost like the mahat are not um thematically they're not doing the same thing that the necro do where they're like assimilating stuff no but they're sort of like uh we defeated you we now understand something about you. we are here to dominate the galaxy right right yeah uh, we don't know their promissory net uh, note yet. We do know that they have Crimson Legionnaires. They have a unique ground force, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't know yet 
what the upgrade does. Right. Right. So so we're, we there is some information lacking there. Uh, the Crimson Legionnaire basic one uh, hits on an eight. It's the same uh, one for two units. But after this unit is destroyed, gain one commodity or convert one of your commodities to a trade good. So we could see a situation where it's the exact same ability on the uh, second one, but then maybe they get the Gen Synthesis reroll. Uh, maybe they don't. Maybe this is an infantry that just doesn't get to reroll. We don't. We don't know yet. Um, but we do know that these units more or less pay for themselves, right? Um, because when it's dead, you get a dollar. You get, you get sort of back. a dollar, yeah. Uh, which means you kind of double pay for itself. So right. very, very good. Um, and I think we'll be interested to see how much better those get. Um, their combat value isn't, you know, anything crazy. Isn't anything changed, but. Um, just the fact that you can keep them around cheaply yeah. is useful. Yeah. Uh, we also have their flagship, the Arvicon Rex. Uh, it is a combat two on a five, capacity three, so on the better side of flagships. Right. During during combat against an opponent whose command token is not in your fleet pool, apply plus two to the results of this unit's combat rolls. There's a lot of apply plus two in Prophecy of yeah, Kings. Yeah, plus two. We've seen, we've seen that all over the place. This one's interesting of... The flagship is here to help you get those command tokens. <laughs> yeah. It is specific. Any that you don't have yet. And then its purpose is sort of done. Like, then it just becomes, like, a generic flagship. Like, if you if you get them all, you no longer need this flagship for any I, reason. Yeah, but I think... I, I Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. But I feel like in most games, you definitely don't win a combat against every other no. player. Yeah, for sure. For de definitely, definitely. But there's also going to be games where you're like, you know what? So I'm not going to get Xchaw's command token in my thing. Maybe yeah. I don't care about their commander. Maybe, you know, you want to get Sardak's commander, but you may not care about Mentax. So what do you need to attack them for? Yeah, I think wh what's interesting is I wonder if there are any other... Um, any other abilities that relate to this idea of having yeah. the other players' fleet pools. Right, right. Uh, the other players' tokens in your fleet pool, that is. Totally. Yeah. Um, their agent is Jamir Khan. When you would spend a command token during the secondary ability of a strategic action, you may exhaust this card to remove one of the active player's command tokens from the board and use it instead. This is like... This requires a level of finesse. This is I'm starting to get the sense that Mahakt is like the expert level player. Like yeah. don't give Mahakt to your brand new player sure, because sure. they are not going to understand how to utilize these abilities. Right, yeah. The yeah. fact that I can look at Imperial and go, oh, they just popped Imperial. I want to draw a secret objective. Now I could do that and spend a token. Or the person who just played Imperial, I can unlock something that they've activated on the board. Is that worth doing? Is it worth giving them that benefit? Do I think they're going to use that fleet again or utilize that thing? Um, and and to be able to do that, you know, have that option every time a strategy card comes up until you exhaust this ability, of course. But I'm just saying all around long, you get to look at every single strategy card and go, I think I want to use this. And, and you cannot use it if that person pops that strategy card on their first action because there's no tokens on the board for them right. to utilize. Yeah, so now so now you can almost plan it out with people. Yeah, this one's going to get... This agent's going to get a lot of use. I don't think it's going to be lent to other people so no. much as I think you're Mahat and you're going to figure out how to... Right. Well, I'll say this too, though. It is the... It's the Kingslayer. Boy, oh, is sure. it ever the Kingslayer. Yeah, and, yeah. and like diplomacy is useless. Right. Right? You pop diplomacy, everyone puts their token down, and then the secondary happens, and I immediately... Like, well, I can't do it off of diplomacy, but if anybody else pops a strategy card, I can remove their diplode token. Yeah. So that's ridiculous. Uh, their commander is Il Na Viroset. 
And we don't know the ability, but we do know it's to have two other factions command tokens in your fleet pool. So basically win two fights against two other players. Right. I, I feel like that ability probably has something to do with those command tokens. I just feel like. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be something. Well, the fact that they have two abilities that are literally geared around the fact that you can't give out the ability, yeah, it, it seems like mechanically it would only make sense that it's something that specifically has to do with the command tokens in your pool because it's got to be something that wouldn't work for other players. Right, right. right theoretically. Uh, we don't know the hero yet. But we do know their mech is Star Lancer. After a player whose command token is in your fleet pool activates this system, you may spend their token from your fleet pool to end their turn. They gain that token. So they get to put it back in their, on their sheet, but you just have the ability to stop any and all attacks. You have... <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> it makes i'll say this the the more you read out their abilities the more it makes sense that they would have a slow start yes because there are some very powerful mm -hmm. abilities that, yeah. and we have, we haven't even heard from the hero or the commander at this yeah. point so this this makes x chop really mad yeah. <laughs> too it's like <laughs> it i had nullification sad. field now it's useless cool right. thanks a lot man right yeah somebody else has null field but it's like way easier to yeah. use yeah. <laughs> uh Next up, we have the Argent Flight. <laughs> they are the birds, bird faction. Uh, favorite thing about them is they are a second faction with three planets at home. Yeah. Uh, it's a 0-2, a 2-0, and a 1-1. One, one. I'm going to call that straight up and down better than Hakan's. Like that, oh, lay, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. layout of uh, numbers just yeah. works better. Yeah. It uh, just works. <laughs> it just works. It's like a MacBook. <laughs> uh, three commodities. Uh, Argent Flight's abilities are Zeal and Raid Formation. Zeal is you always vote first during the agenda phase. So the bad position. This is yeah. a bad ability. This yeah. hurts you. But when you cast at least one vote, you cast one additional vote for each player in the game, including you. The first ability we've seen that scales with player count. Yeah, that's weird. That's super weird. I guess technically Mahawks does too, um, because mm -hmm. in a six-player game, they can have plus five uh, fleet pool. But this one also, you can have plus five voting. Uh, not that good. That's This is... This is a, a an impediment more than anything. Yeah, sure, you get a bonus. You get a lot of bonus votes to yeah. play with. Um, it, it's a crazy amount in eight player. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> right, yeah. Extra seven seven extra every votes, time. yeah. And no, 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 including you. Including, oh, you're right, yeah, eight yeah. extra votes, you're right. So you you vote the player count plus whatever votes you actually yeah. commit, normal style. That's a lot. Yeah, that's but a lot. But you got seven people to go yeah, against to whatever go you're against voting. What, what you got so yeah. and also you have to stay in the vote in order to even use this so yeah. if you use a rider then you don't even get you're your seal ability right, so right. uh raid formation is when one or more of your units use anti-fighter barrage uh for each hit produced in excess of your opponent's fighters choose one of your opponent's ships that has sustained damage to become damaged this is cool but also really specific right well and we you know we got to read their their special yes, destroyers to absolutely. even really understand yeah. if that's good. They start with strike wing alphas, which are their destroyers, uh, and it's anti-fighter barrage nine times two, so the same starting anti-fighter barrage, but their destroyers are combat of eight, move two, and capacity one. They have capacity. They have capacity Pretty cool. on their destroyers. You can upgrade those destroyers to that now say when this unit uses anti-fighter barrage, each result of nine or ten also destroys one of your opponent's infantry in the space area of the active system. The anti-fighter barrage moves up to the six on a three. It's still capacity one. It's still move two. It's combat on a seven. So slightly improved destroyers. Not ridiculous, but... Yeah, odd ability yeah. with the destroying infantry in the space area, but I don't know. Right. Could This is defensive. 
Yeah. This is my oh, destroyers sure. yes, yes, in yes. my home system prevent you from coming to invade my planets. And I think the overall theme of the Argent Flight, and if you go with their actual like lore and stuff, they were they were like pris- they were the they were the prison guards <laughs> of the Mahat Gene Sorcerers or oh. something like that. So they are quite literally like a very defensive faction. I'm gonna probably have gotten that wrong, but there's there's something in there about them guarding um things in the past uh they also have airy hollow lattice as a faction tech other players cannot move ships through systems that contain your structures each planet that contains one or more of your structures gains production one ability as if it were a unit so basically your pds grant production in addition to your uh space docks and all of your space docks have plus one production more or less right uh so that's really weird and also just even more to the end of like that's that's purely defensive right people can't move through your stuff this overrides light wave deflector i of think of course yeah yeah i mean it would have to yeah. other player ships cannot move through systems that contain your structures right. that, that that has nothing to do with the the light wave uh override other, basically right, right um uh my question is what color is this tech and what are the requirements for it do we have that anywhere yeah i well the, it's the interesting that's not included in the thing in our in our little sheet here this is the first time we've run into a tech in this yeah episode where we we don't know the color i believe it's yellow Let's take a, a little gander here at where, where, we, where we've got this stored. Airy Hollow Lattice is a single yellow. Single yellow. All right. Cool, cool, yep. cool. And we don't know their starting tech. So we don't know if that is an How auto grab is, yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I I will say that so far, everything being defensive doesn't lead to me being particularly excited for Airy, uh, for the Argent Flight. Uh, for the same reasons extra is defensive and they don't right. excite me um so hunter i'm more curious to your take um on this defensive but also some utility oh i faction. think that as compared to the gene sorcerers are more obviously exciting mm-hmm. i think the fact that the destroyers have capacity is enough yeah. i'm sold yeah yeah it, it interested in playing many times right right um so just just for that switch i think i'm i'm into it cool um and destroyers are fun. They're cool. Also, the flagship is cool. We should read. Yeah, that. the Quetzal yeah. Codal, uh, which you may recognize from the uh, Codex scenario, oh, yeah, yeah. Ordinian, uh, has a capacity of three, two on a seven. It's basically an average flagship. But other players cannot use space cannon against your ships in this system. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I uh, like that. And and depending on how we feel about how much better PDS are about to get, this could be huge. Right. I mean, Jolnar has a good PDS ability. Structures are now objectives. Like, people have in, way more incentive to have PDS on the board. We could see PDS become a pretty terrifying thing in Prophecy of Kings, and Argent Flight have, like, a direct counter. This is not that. a flashy faction, obviously. Right, right. This is obviously not a fla- as near as flashy as the faction we just talked about. Yeah. But... I still think that uh, don't count somebody out if they have a couple things that sound like a pretty strong utility, especially not being able to use space cannon against a flagship might sound like, well, you got to get your flagship out there. uh, And then, but if, if PDS get an upgrade in POK, that ability might actually end up becoming so useful. It's like a game winner, you know? Yeah. Get like an auto buy of the flagship, depending on like the factions at your table or whatever. Right. Uh, We don't know anything about their leaders yet. So we'll have to come back around to that. And the same with their mech, which means we need to move on to the Nas Roca Alliance. These are the... (laughs) These are the other cats. We have a second space cat faction. Second cat. And they got little... No dogs yet. No dogs. No dogs. livid. We have a second (laughs) set of cats before... Dana allows a single dog faction. It just seems obvious to me (laughs) 
that the people that work at Fantasy Flight are way more cat people than dog people. Because if you think about it, the idea, I just want to say, we've never said this publicly. Uh The idea of a space cat is ridiculous. Okay. (laughs) It's a ridiculous idea. It's even more ridiculous than space turtles somehow. Mm -hmm. Somehow turtles seem like more logical to me. Right. But these giant space cats, it's why it's as goofy as a giant space dog, yep. but yet for some reason, you know somebody that works at Fantasy Flight will just be like, well, we can't do a space dog. It'll look ridiculous. And it's like, well, you're ridiculous. Hunter, here's the problem. What? Star Fox has the copyright on all space dogs. No, a fox is not a There's dog. There's the Admiral. The, fox the is Admiral not a- of Corneria is there's a, a dog. There's a space cat in Star Fox. There's a character named, named Cat. Cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So your your logic the makes point no is, sense. Here's the other break in logic. Nazroka have little have little gnomes writing on the cats. And who's ever seen a baby write a cat? No. But I guarantee you, I'm putting my baby on my dog when now, she is of age. Now I will say, I did I did feel like Dane had kind of snuck into my brain on that space gnome thing. Yeah. yeah. Like when I saw the little gnome guy, I was like, I had this. Idea. I think that this should have been space horses. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Nay. And there should have been. Nazroka. I'm. I'm. I'm serious. The fact that we made it through a, an expansion and there's no space dogs. No, I will not allow anyone in the community to design a space dog faction. If you try and get on this, I will use my considerable powers in this community to destroy you. I am now. I have anointed myself with the soul. This is the most important thing I'll ever do with my life. Is figuring out. A space dog faction. Anyways, continue on with these second set of cats <laughs> that we so needed. Uh, they have Nazir, which is a 2-1, and Roka, which is a 1-2. Uh, this mimics my least favorite planet tile. Oh. Arnor lore. Oh, right. Yeah, I they have it. their own Arnor lore. It's so annoying. Uh, three commodities, so they're basic. They We know their starting fleet. Two carriers, a destroyer, two fighters, one mech. Ooh, they start with a mech. That's three fun. infantry. So they have two C4I, even though one of those I's is an M. Yeah, whatever. Um, but that's even better. And they start with psychoarchaeology and AI development algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those texts, we don't know what they do yet. Right. Uh, as we just described earlier um we also have their two abilities distant suns ha huh, little callback there so this must be the exploration faction yes to TI it is. Distant it, suns. Is, it is when you explore a planet that contains one of your mechs you may draw one additional card choose one to resolve and discard the rest so they get to prune their exploration um this is obviously especially good for those relic fragments yeah. to form relics so i think the main idea here is they're going to be very very good at creating relics and getting superpowers that way. Uh, their fabrication ability is as an action, either purge two of your relic fragments of the same type to gain one new relic, whereas normally it would cost three, or purge one of your relic fragments to gain one command token. So even more push of you want to build relics, you can do it faster. And I think this is interesting. We pointed out Nalu's um, ability earlier. Their mechs have superpowers against uh, relic fragments. Nasroka is like one of the only abilities that can just purge their their relics and don't have to try to trade them away or whatever. They just get to get rid of them and not be a target of Nalu's aggression. I'm going to go ahead and venture a guess that psychoarchaeology probably has something to do with exploration. Right. I'm just going to throw that right. out just there. Just a guess. Yeah. Um, their promissory note is black market forgery action. Purge two of your relic fragments of the same type to gain one relic. So you give the ability for someone else to get a cheap and easy relic. This could be worth a lot. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is a very good promissory note. It's it's a gamble, though, right? It's it's how much do you think this is worth? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we we are 
are taking a role. Not that we have any idea that any relics are bad, but how good could it be? Did you just hand someone a well, point or did you just hand someone like a couple extra action cards? I just want to go ahead and throw this out here because I have seen a little bit of scuttlebutt about Nasroka Alliance. And I feel like they're the ones that maybe people are a little less excited about yeah. than the other factions. And I think it's because their ability solely has to do with the system that we don't know. Much we about. don't know much about. Right. So, right. I, I mean, we know we actually know plenty about it. But the thing is, it's hard to say if their ability is, oh, they just like explore a bunch right. and can turn relics into various currencies. Yeah. Uh, that it's hard to quantify how good that might be without playing the game like many times. Right. So right. I think it's very unclear how um, competitive. Yes. I guess I don't know why people would even be thinking at that level at this point. You're getting new factions like yeah. we're going to explore them for a while. Right. And then it will be time. Well, and actually, I think the tournament will probably start it right away. Anyways, never mind. <laughs> get, let's get competitive. Yeah. Uh, my, I, I do think this this faction will be kind of swingy. Yeah. In terms of like some games, depends you just on don't what get you the get, relics. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's all. But it also depends on how big are these decks. Yeah. And how often do you get good stuff? Right. Right. So if you get good stuff pretty often, then it might be like, well, Nazaroka are pretty good. Pretty awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, their faction techs are supercharged, which requires one red, which means you can get it right away. You start with a red. At the start of a combat round, you may exhaust this card to apply plus one to the result of each unit's combat rolls during this combat round. It's kind of a weird, just generic combat ability. Mm -hmm. Just something to encourage them to go red, I guess. I don't know. That's that's yeah. an interesting one to me. It's uh, it's just it's just a good combat advantage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to each is pretty great. I yeah. mean, it it could be it's it's a scaling tech in that it has. Uh, I think it's useful in the early game and is probably also going to be pretty useful in the late game too. Right. So, right. I mean, I don't know when you would ever be like, well, screw this tech. It gives me plus one to everybody. Yeah, <laughs> for one be, combat, they round. get to be Sardak for a round. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their second tech is. Prefab Arcologies, it's three green, um, after you explore a planet, ready that planet. This one feels one of those like integrated economy sort of problems where it's like, I don't know exactly how much uh nasroka is exploring throughout the entire game. Right. Um, I mean, we know a little bit. We can talk about their agent here in just a second. But um, for three green, when I could be getting like x89 uh, and other stuff, I, I just, I wonder if this is actually worth it yeah because i'm just readying a planet one one single planet when i do it yeah yeah i don't know i mean that's yeah that one's pretty hard to quantify too yeah so i would say that that's this whole faction this right now. is it's like, like it's, i'm it's, not sure yeah. where we're at uh viz elvir is their flagship it is two on a nine so on the bad side of flagships in mm -hmm. terms of combat but it has capacity four so one extra and your mechs in the system roll one additional die during combat we'll talk about their mech here in a second but this is for space and ground combat this is very good mm -hmm. uh, this is and their, their mechs are pretty good already so um you you combo this with supercharge where you're applying a plus one yeah um, i mean they, they can get a lot of combat strength like suddenly in one big swingy round of combat right i'm getting a thematic like scrappiness yes to them yeah yeah, yeah. they're scrappy uh garv and gun is their agent uh that's two people we don't know which one is garv and which one is gun but uh the agent is at the end of a player's turn you may exhaust this card to allow the player to explore one of their planets so this is how nasroka keeps either themselves exploring all game or they could allow other people someone sitting on two culturals they really want to explore to try to find that mm -hmm. third uh, cultural relic, that third blue relic shard. And, uh, you know, Nasroka can make the, maybe make them pay a hefty price to, to have access to that in the late game. Yeah. Um, but this obviously directly synergizes with that prefab arcologies if you decide that's actually worth it. 
I don't know. I still think that's going to be kind of like, eh, not so great. Um, Their commander is Dart and Tie. You need to have mechs in three systems. You start with one mech. So basically build two mechs and spread them out. Uh, And then what you gain is after you gain control of a planet that was controlled by another player, you may explore that planet. So even more exploration. And of course, they can hand this uh, alliance out to somebody else. So this is the, um, instead of only exploring when you gain neutral planets, you can gain, you you explore. explore. You just always explore no matter what you do. Anytime you take a planet, you explore it basically. So they can explore neutral planets. Then they can explore when they take planets. Then they can explore from their agent. And then they could research the tech that lets them also explore. Mm-hmm. So they could do kind of an insane amount of exploring. It all depends on how much that system matters. Right. <laughs> how good that is. Uh, their hero is Hesh and Prit. Action, gain one relic and perform the secondary ability of up to two readied or unchosen strategy cards. During this action, spend command tokens from your reinforcements instead of your strategy pool. So two free uh, secondaries. This is pretty good. It's fine. The best part of this is that you kind of described this earlier, Hunter, but the the tech problem, the Mm -hmm. last round tech problem when everyone's like, well, I'm not getting tech. Nasroka have a workaround for that. So that feels like a game winner. Not not a huge deal, but they are like the one faction that can them and Winu can decide to go ahead and do uh, the tech that they need to be able to score the two pointer or whatever. If it comes up Um, outside of that, I don't know what you draw a secret objective and hope for the best. Uh, or I don't even know what else you might be doing that's worth it um, off of this. I mean, a warfare timing whenever you want. Yeah. Warfare secondary timing. Uh, yeah. It's tricky, too, because it's unchosen or readied, so it cannot be a strategy after. card that's already been played. Right. So, I don't know. Interesting. It, it's it's one of those things where in round six or round five, this needs to be your first action. Right. <laughs> you need to do it right away and, and hope for the best. Uh, their mech is Eidolon or Z Gravity Eidolon, uh, Eidolon, and it is uh, it's two sided, and on one side it is if this unit is in the space area of the active system at the start of a space combat, flip this card. So that's the ground force side of it. But then when you flip it to its space combat side, the Z Grav side, if this unit is in the space area of the active system, it is a ship at the end of a space battle in the active system. Flip this card. So basically, during space combat, these get to act as ships and fight uh when they're on the ground they are two on a six which is better than a normal mech normal mechs are just one on a six these roll two dice like old mechs these are basically ti3 mechs Mm -hmm. that also fight in space at two on an eight that's pretty cool they can basically go like you can just send your mech to go invade a planet by itself it doesn't need to be carried or anything like that right is that true if there's a space area the active system it is a ship i think you i think it does have to be carried because there's no way it doesn't act as a ship well, why during is it movement. A ship, then? It's just a ship so that it can fight in space combat. Oh, I, I think I this is Dane's tricky. I had to f- choose oh, a certain way to word it, okay. just I so that it would work. It. Um, but regardless, they they uh, y- you know you combo this with your flagship. It's two on a five in ground combat. Two on a seven. I mean th- this this is a heavy hitter. Right. Supercharged too. I mean you can have basically you can have really really big first rounds of combat. Well, I guess what I'm confused by is if it's a ship, does it count against your fleet supply suddenly or no? I would say no. Well, probably dur- intent would be no. During right? during combat, hmm. <laughs> 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 if this is in the space area, yeah. It uh, is a ship. So That's confusing. That's why I was kind of that. I think that's why I went the direction of my head of like, oh, you should be able to just like send them at places. Right. So, hmm. Some clarity needed. Yeah, maybe. we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens there. Um, 
we could talk about Nomad here, but we are literally the ones that revealed you every just go single listen thing. To the yeah, you like, go listen to it. Yeah, what's Hunter? What's your like two sentence takeaway of Nomad? Oh my god, I love them. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like we picked th- like we wanted to yeah. talk about them. Right. So yeah, right. yeah, I, I'm very excited by them. I think thematically they are very different. Yes. Um, than any uh, TI faction uh, we've ever seen before. Yep. Um, they are, I think, the wildest idea, and I'm so glad that they're super crazy to me mm-hmm. uh, and still make sense within the bounds of the game. You know what I mean? Like, it's not yeah. too crazy. Yeah, I yeah. think they, they're, like, the, they're super wild to me. What I love the most about them is they feel all around. Yeah. They feel like the joy I got from Winu in TI3, where Winu mm-hmm. was like, I'm good at this and this and that and this. Like, I'm kind of good at all of the different aspects. Right. Nomad has a little bit of that feel right. to me, which is very, very exciting. Yeah. Let's talk about the Empyrean. The other, I think this is the faction I am most excited to try a game as. I don't think they'll end up being my favorite faction. I hope mm-hmm. they will. But Empyrean is like a second Hakan to me because this is our weird kind of crazy deal makey faction. What right. we know is their home system is called the dark. We don't know the stats on it yet, but what we do know is it's in a nebula, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have four commodities, so they are a good trading faction. We don't know their starting fleet, but they start with dark energy tap. So they start with the ability to explore empty space. Uh, and uh, here are their abilities. Voidborn. Nebula, do not affect your ship's movement. That seems kind of a requirement yeah. <laughs> uh, to, to, to what their abilities, you know, the rest of their abilities are. Aether Passage is after a player activates a system, you may allow that player to move their ships through systems that contain your ships. Very weird ability. Doesn't actually specifically help you, right? Um, but it it is just... A thing you can offer yeah <laughs> so it, like a weird tradey thing like letting letting people light wave through your stuff from the beginning of the game um, it's interesting yeah uh it's it, it, again it comes down to uh, so much of this is about uh quantifying mm. how often you'll get to use right. this and how much people are willing to pay for it right but it and, could be cool and their final ability is really just a technicality which is dark whispers during setup take the additional appearing faction promissory note you have two faction promissory notes so that's that is their third ability is the fact that they have two faction promissory mm-hmm. notes and their faction promissory notes operate very differently from other promissory notes let's right. read dark pact as an action place this card face up in your play area so it's a thing you keep out in front of you when you give a number of commodities to the Imperium player equal to your maximum commodity value you gain you each gain one trade good if you activate a system containing one or more of the Imperium playing units, uh, units return this to the card. So you each get an extra buck when you trade with each other. Right, but it has to be when you give a number of commodities to the Imperium maximum. player equal to the maximum commodity value. So, so X minus one, you're not really going to do that with Imperium. Right. You're going to you're going to want to do an equal trade because yeah, yeah. you both get... Or while, tr- while they hold trade, you'll do maybe an X minus one with them, right? Maybe. For, you know, if, if you're a three commodity, whatever it is. The point being... I think this is a boon to the two commodity factions. Right. Um, I think that's who Empyrean wants to give this out to because the four commodities are like, you know what, I'm going to make my money elsewhere. One extra trade good on top doesn't really mean anything to me. But someone like Barony could really <laughs> use the extra cash. Yeah. Although New Barony with their crazy promissory Probably note doesn't, doesn't care extra. anymore. L1Z1X but, though, hit them up. Yeah, They're not yeah. getting any new ways to make money. Right. 
So uh, I think it's very, uh, I think this one is more useful to try to give to factions that are struggling to get their commodities mm -hmm. out there. Their second promissory note is Blood Pact. As an action, place this card face up in your play area. When you and the Imperium player cast votes for the same outcome, cast four additional votes for that in outcome. And then again, if you activate Imperium units, you lose the card. Um, these are great. These I are love This these. one's so weird too, because this one, even more so, this one feels sort of like political secret where it's like, you want to trade it, but everyone's kind of like, eh, hmm, hmm, nah. But I th I if think you got into a blood pact with someone, it could be very, very good. I think that the way it's going to work out is uh, there's just going to be part of the meta of Im Empyrean is that you pick a buddy, yeah. you know? And well, then they probably have both of these. I love that you get to pick technically four buddies. Four buddies. Right? Sure. Dark Pact, Blood Pact, Shard of the Throne... And your uh, ceasefire, if you give those all out to four different players, no one at the table is allowed to touch you. They right. can't attack you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, these two abilities aren't crazy to lose. I can see someone being like, you know what? I need to take that planet from Empyrean, and this extra trade good per round isn't doing anything for me. Right. So I'll go ahead and burn it. You, you'll get rid of the pact eventually. Yeah. But, but yeah, still. it's still cool. I love it. Um, so they're... Uh, one of their faction texts is two blue. It is Aether Stream. After you or one of your neighbors activate a system that is adjacent to an anomaly, you may apply plus one to the move value of all ships during that tactical action. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that almost all of their abilities are you and someone else, right. or you get to offer this to people. But this is also um, a big deal because you start with a blue. You could research Gravity Drive, and then this is right after Gravity Drive. Empyrean can be as fast as the Ghost of Creus. Right. That is that is literally a power that they have access to is just being as fast as the Ghost of Creus, uh, which I think is going to have huge late game potential. Right. I think uh, thematically the way I kind of uh, imagine them is like the ghosts are like, I mean, they're literally called ghosts. And they're yeah. kind of mysterious and they show up and right. like mess stuff up. Uh, and the Empyrean are like, they're from a, you know, they're from a nebula. Right. But they're kind of jellyfish-like, and they're a little more like <laughs> they have piece, that faceless fishier. pink thing. Yeah. They're, they're they're very yeah, they're very weird. They're and weird, unreadable. but they're but they're maybe they're maybe nice. They yeah. might be nice. Right. We don't know. I feel like ghosts don't really. They're not really dealing with people. They're just mysteriously yeah. popping out of wormholes. Yeah. Wormholes. And the Empyrean are like, hey, we're here to talk, but <laughs> we're pretty weird. <laughs> Uh, their second faction tech is Void Watch One Green. After a player moves ships into a system that contain one or more of your units, you may you must give they, uh, must, they give, must give you yeah. one promissory note from their hand if able. Now they of course get to pick the promissory note, but this is notably different from something like Nullification Field or Neuroglave, right? Uh, because it's one green. You can get this early game, right? And then people really don't want to attack you. Well, well and, also, and like, maybe they do. Maybe they don't care. Here's the thing. I think I think the reason there's an ability like this in the game is you I mean basically nobody I know there are some groups that are like oh we trade political secrets and stuff or, yeah. or even groups that are like political secret is actually really good and you got to be careful giving it out or whatever the reality of it is political secret was not getting into other people's hands that often yeah. overall right. and so now there is a place where yeah Empyrean's going to get an automatic political secret right. which might be useless but also could be a big deal could in be a late big game deal. Yeah. yeah what i'm more excited about with this ability too is someone's going to come attack me and it's like they could give me a thing but Empyrean, if you're playing the nice guy Empyrean that Hunter just described, you could be like, hey, listen, you could just give me a political secret or or I know you're attacking me right now, buddy, but we could do a support for the throne swap. The promissory note that you have to give me 
could be something I actually want, but we can you I just feel like they can leverage yeah, this ability totally, into totally. a negotiation and turn it into like don't just give me your junk promissory note. I'll I will pay a little bit more for the better promissory note. Right. But in, but now it's not me just coming to you trying to say like hey can I have a trade agreement right, right. and it's like it's no little, go it's, away. It's, it's like I got to give you something. Yeah. So yeah. Why not make it worth both our whiles? Right, right. Uh their flagship is the Dynamo. It is two on a five, capacity three. So on the better end of flagships, after any player's unit in this system or an adjacent system uses sustained damage, you may spend two influence to repair that unit. I would call that a decent ability, but I it's, mean, the cost... It's a weird ability. It's a weird ability, and it's got the cost that makes it kind of... The fact that you can park it next to a... Like, you can have it parked next to somebody else's combat, and then they can be like, hey, can you repair my uh, Dreadnought real quick for two influence? You're the one who has to spend that two influence. So there's it's just well, even gotta, more they, I mean, weirdo sure, deal making. They're gonna have to pay for it. Like yeah, right, you're not gonna right. just like do it for free. Exactly. So th- just even more ways of Empyrean kind of eking their way into deals. I think it's I mean, again a faction like this. It's kind of on us to figure yeah. out how good this is and, right. ma- and make this as good as it can be. Right. This is more just like all potential energy. Yeah. Basically. Uh, we don't know their agent and we don't know much about their commander, but uh, I believe this text that we have here comes from something that Dane said, but didn't elaborate on. All we have here is it says that it lets them remove their own command counters from systems that other players move into. And that's the commander. That's really. their commander. So once they've unlocked like it, that. anybody that activates their system lets them remove their that's, own command that's counters. That's not from official systems. wording, by the way. That's just, right. I guess, just for right. what Dane We don't said. know the technicalities of this, but we do know that Empyrean might have some access to being able to relaunch attacks at the same system if someone took, you know, you take a home system, they take the home system, you could potentially take the home system back because they activate the system, you pull the token, etc. Their hero, however, we do know, uh, the ability is called the Multiverse Shift. As an action, place one frontier token in each system that does not contain any planets and does not already have a frontier token. Then explore each frontier token that is in a system that contains one or more of your ships, then purge this card. So Empyrean is going to want to spread out all over the map, they to want empty space. They want into empty space, into into asteroid fields, all over the place. They want to gum up the works. Uh, they want to be there because then they get to pay. They get to make everybody pay for Aether uh, passage, right? Mm-hmm. If they're in the way, all over, they can say, "Listen, I don't have to be in your way. A single trade good lets you pass through me." And then at the end of the game, they can pop this and get a bunch of frontier tokens. Now, again, this will all depend on how good those frontier tokens and so see our answers about nasroka above yeah. of just like i don't know maybe this will be really good maybe it's just kind of a bunch of i, I don't even know um could be a bunch of stuff where it's like oh you uncovered mirage or you you know you you just all this weird stuff popped up out of nowhere right, but not right. none of it benefits you in any way um so tbd i would say on how good the hero is and we do not know their mech yet all right hunter we got two to go <sighs> Final stretch. They're fun ones too. They are they're, fun they're, ones. They're the they're the weirdest. The two weirdos. <laughs> I think. The Vool Wraith Cabal, uh, the space dinosaurs, have a home system. Uh, Asheron. <laughs> they're like Lovecraftian. Space yeah, dinosaurs. yeah. Well, that's okay. The, what's annoying is the, the. I feel like the art of the uh, the dinosaur that's on their faction sheet is the least interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but their their leaders get infinitely more interesting um mm-hmm. you know we, we have we have the ability of this dimensional anchor thing and it looks totally different so it, it is like you're saying like a a, a dimensional horror it's lovecraftian right. monsters right. so they're not all just big dinosaurs they all just have crazy i just wish we had gotten like a different mm-hmm. dude a different right. a different dino on the on their faction art but uh they have the asheron home system it's a four zero they only have two commodities uh we don't know they're starting fleeker tech uh but we do know that their abilities are devour 
capture your opponent's non-structure units that are destroyed during combat. What? What does that mean? Verb is new. Verb. <laughs> uh, amalgamation is when you produce a unit, you may return one captured unit of that type to produce that unit without spending resources. So you get to take over people's units. Uh, it's worth noting, you can keep those units as long as you want, too. Yeah, this is kind of Nuzlocke yeah. the faction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, they also have Rift Meld. When you research a unit upgrade technology, you may return one captured unit of that type to ignore all of that technology's prerequisites. So if oh. the Cabal goes and kills a War Sun from the Embers of Muat, they get to just they can keep that War Sun and then just research War Suns for free. Uh, also worth noting, if you capture someone's flagship, that's it. That's their flagship. They don't have it. Right. They're not their rebuilding it. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have it. Yeah. So I feel like Cabal's going to lead to some weird stuff where you just see them hoarding people's plastic instead Honestly, of getting the free plastic. I think they are, and I don't think there's been a faction like this in any of the other expansions of yeah. DI, uh, but I think they are kind of a riff on Sardak Nor, yeah. where they have an ability that is very fighty. Yeah. It's a very fighty ability. Right. And like some, a couple things that help them out. But overall, I think, I, I think it's going to be all about like trying to make this, because you know, being fighty is doesn't get you that. Yeah, far. exactly. And all, and all of the really good fighty factions, they get some direct, you know, Mahat is getting a direct mm -hmm. uh, payment yeah. for the fighting. Right. Necro, they get a tech for doing it. Right. Volwraith is a little more like, um, well, like if I take your flagship, and now you can't build your flagship anymore because I have it. Does that give me anything? Right. It just hurts you. Yeah. Which is, I you think get to build a flagship problem. for free now, but you might also be paid <laughs> yeah. to build the <laughs> build a flagship so that they get their flagship back. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, they also have uh, their flagship is called the Terror Between, and it is a two on a five capacity three. Capture all non structure units that are destroyed in this system, including your own. So your flagship can capture your own units. Um, which is just to say you can rebuild them for free, basically. Yes, yes. Um, so Cabal's going to have this weird little pile of captured stuff that then they're cycling into their builds. They also have a unique uh, space dock, which is called a Dimensional Terror. Uh, we don't know what or the... Dimensional Terror. 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 Yeah. I, I, there's, there's, there's both kind of in this, in this faction. But yeah, we don't know what the upgrade does, but we know that the basic dock is this system is a gravity rift. Your ships do not roll for this gravity rift. Place a dimensional tear token beneath this unit as a reminder. Up to six fighters in this system do not count against your ship's yes. capacity. And it's a locked production of five. So they five. don't, their, their space donks do not get better or worse based on the planet. This is a new Mechatol faction. Mm -hmm. right i mean they 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 build their space stock they their dimensional tear right on mechatol rex mechatol rex is now a gravity rift and you have production five out of it that's pretty great that's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. awesome yeah they're I'm, exciting <laughs> they're very exciting we don't know their agents or commanders or their mech but we do know that their hero ability the dimensional anchor is action each other player rolls a die for each of his non-fighter ships that are in or adjacent to a system that contains a dimensional tear on a one to three, capture that unit. If this causes a player's ground forces or fighters to be removed, also capture those units. So you capture stuff all over the board if they fail a gravity rift roll. Which, yeah. eh, right? In or adjacent yeah. to a dimensional lots tear. Of, lots of spaces on the board. If you, you are incentivized to spread out, you're already incentivized to spread out your tears too because right. it's giving you that bonus movement per one. Like if you right. if you leapfrog them, you get all this crazy extra movement. 
Now, this is uh, for you. I can I can feel what's going on in your brain because this is a plague problem for you. Yes, it yeah. is exactly. Is I, a, I think you this might is not get very nothing. Weak. Yeah. yeah, you could very easily get absolutely nothing from this. You may have but just sometimes, solved, but sometimes, sometimes you get a bunch of units that you then also still need to build. <laughs> right, but they're gone. They're, they're gone. They're, they're they're dead. I mean, yeah, they're you just killed. you just wiped the board of well. a bunch of units. Yeah, that's, that's definitely true. Yeah, and it depends on where you get these dimensional tears. Dude, this is so. okay. Let's be real. This is an ability that. Whenever, uh, you know, we're watching, there's like a really competitive game happening. We're commentating it and somebody pops this yep. and it does this hit really hard. This is the really best hard, moment of the tournament. We're going to scream. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Finally, we have the Titans of Ol. <laughs> Ol. <laughs> uh, they're big robots uh, that I guess live underneath the ground. Uh, they're like terraforming robots. Uh, we don't know their home system. We don't know their starting fleet. We don't know their tech. We know they only have two commodities, so they're not very tradey. And their abilities, this is going to take a minute. Sit to down. Like... <laughs> Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> so Terragenesis is after you explore a planet that does not have a sleeper token. What's that? I don't know. You may place or move one sleeper token onto that planet. So when you explore a new planet, put a, speak, a sleeper token there. We don't know how many. We don't. We, we have very little information about these sleeper tokens. Awaken. After you activate a system that contains one or more of your sleeper tokens, you may replace each of those tokens with one PDS from your reinforcements. We'll get to the PDS here in a second. <laughs> Uh, coalesce. If your flagship or your awakened faction ability places your units into the same space area or onto the same planet as another player's units, your units may must participate in combat during a space combat or ground combat steps. This sounds like a technicality. This is like a, in order for this faction to function the way that Dane wants it to, he needed to put this clause in there. I want to keep covering this stuff before we talk about everything because you really have to have the whole picture yeah, to, yeah, understand yeah, yeah. to understand what is going, going on. on. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, the flagship Uranos. It is two on a seven. Deploy after you activate a system that contains one or more of your PDS. You may replace one of those PDS with this unit. So you explore a planet. Then the next time you activate that system, you turn the explore token or the, the sleeper token into a PDS. And then the next time you activate that PDS, you can turn that PDS into your flagship. It has that feeling of old space docks in TI3 where it's like, well, this round I build the space dock. But right. I can't build out. And I well, this round I take the planet. And the next round I'll I build the, the space, space dock. dock. And then next round, I'll finally build some units. Yeah. Uh, but this is way better than that because that PDS we keep talking about is called a Hell Titan. And it is a combat value of seven. That's right. It has a combat value. It helps defend the planet. <laughs> and its special ability is this unit is treated as both a structure and a ground force, but it cannot be transported. It has planetary shield. It has sustained damage. It has space cannon six. And it has production one. <laughs> it has all the... It has all the stuff. He just did select all with all the <laughs> unit abilities... Except from bombardment. It so can't bombard. Right. That's and it, it doesn't have AFB, but it's like, this is ridiculous. Uh, so you 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 find a new system. You put a sleeper token there. It's a PDS with sustained damage. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, they also have Saturn engine cruisers, which are a cost of two, combat of seven, a move of two, and a capacity of one. So they start with capacity. They start one. with a capacity. We don't know what those upgrade to. Uh we 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 don't know what the uh, Hell Titan PDS upgrades to, so we don't know if it gets any crazy new stuff or if it's just 
like a slightly better version of both. Right. Uh, the promissory note is also ridiculous. Action. Attach this card. It's called to Terraform. Terraform. Action. Attach this card to a non-home planet you control other than Mechatol Rex. Its resource and influence values are each increased by one. And it is treated as having all three planet traits, cultural, hazardous, and industrial. So you make a planet better for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, I mean those three. Pl it having all three planets—that's a big is deal. I mean, well, everything. It's it's cool, but it is also um, a bit of a uh, not as good as it could have been, considering we're getting a bunch of new objectives. This would have been awesome because now all of the like planets of the same trait and oh, like sure, three sure, those sure. are less common those now. Still gonna come but they're up, still going to come up. Yeah. Absolutely. And when it does, this is going to be a dynamite. I think the biggest downside right of this is this is a one-time sell. Yeah, you yes, give this to someone yes. and then they attach it, which means it needs to fetch a, f a, a high price. I mean, yeah. you're getting them one resource and I'll one buy influence. It at a high price. <laughs> uh, so this faction is just like so weird. We don't know anything else about it yet. We don't know their agents, commander, uh, their uh, mech, their hero. We don't. We don't know any of that stuff. Um, so, but so far, check this, out the art for them. Yeah, because it's so. It's almost like Iron Giant yeah. robots. <laughs> it's like the closest. They that's have almost true. like a sweet face. Yeah, but yeah, it's like a big pink dot in the middle of their face, and it's just like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of nice. They look kind of cute. They're almost like Miyazaki robots. <laughs> I am. I think I'm excited for this faction, but oh, I'm I think I'm also excited for this faction. Okay. I think they are bonkers. <laughs> I think they are drunk, basically, uh, and and great. And they are, you know, obviously, I think all seven of these factions sound just yeah phenomenal right um and this one i think is a highlight uh, yes. as far as like how out there it is and how fun it will sound right to play. right or how fun it sounds to play yeah. So, yeah well that's that's all we got man that's it's a and lot it was plenty it was plenty okay. thanks you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> Uh, it's time for us to uh, thank our weird bears, Farganess, T.G. Welch, and Brian, and our space kitties, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Polyphony Requiem, R.Y.S., Hippie Peace Turtles, Gaskio, Dark Jutsu, Bot Bot, Absol, Istoria, and our brand new, uh, we just got a new one, too, uh, that I have to remember their name. Hunter, I'll come back to it. You give me the fan club, but this oh, was yeah, literally yeah, like sure. today we got a new one. So, um, so we've got a second round polling for uh, the Hunter Donaldson fan club. Uh, there are two options, okay? Um you can you can either pick for me to Matt me and Matt to play. Get this, <laughs> it's not Ti, right? It's not Root, and it's not Oath. A different game. Somehow, wow. some way, the Hunter Donaldson fan club. The second place pick was a game called Letters from Whitechapel, which Love is it. a hidden movement game. I'm so excited that me and Matt like to play. Just one v one, we'll play this game. Yeah, we we don't even have to like. You can play it with up to five up to five people yeah but honestly me and matt love just uh i i the cat and mouse the cat and mouse <laughs> of it it's a hidden movement game where one player plays as uh jack the ripper yeah. and there's a very realistic uh map of london mm -hmm. of uh of Whitechapel, the neighborhood mm -hmm. uh and uh matt always plays as the the bobbies the policeman and i play as jack the ripper yep. and it's just a hoot yeah it's just a hoot and i, I don't even know how we're gonna stream it because i we'll it actually it will be complicated to um stream this game i, I think realizing. we'll i think we will do a thing where i can't look at the stream and we will put a camera over your shoulder so they can see your hidden movements so i, I yeah. think that sounds very interesting yeah i really want you all to pick this one i know it's not ti <laughs> i know it's not but it's it will be so fun and honestly it'll just be such a fun production challenge so please i'm rooting for letters this, for white and, and here i'll make the case for you guys because if we if we do it the right way it'll essentially be 
me as Jack the Ripper with the chat. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Matt. that's true. We can just... all play against Matt. <laughs> we can all, I will, I have no honor when it comes to backseat gaming. Yeah. And I, we will complete, we will be like a, a Jack the Ripper panel <laughs> and we will sit down and strategize how to just outsmart Matt. Yes. Yeah, it's fun. And your other option is a Twilight Imperium two-player princess variant. Don't, it's, they want that. I know. I'm just saying this is the first time. I want Letters from White Chapel This is the first time a a game outside of our wheelhouse made it onto the Hunter Donaldson fan club. And also, we're about to enter the highest of Twilight Imperium gears in the coming months. We'll never get another chance We're not doing, (laughs) this is not, this is, this is your one shot game that isn't TI (laughs) on the Hunter Donaldson fan club. And I can't believe it was this one. I, know. I just I had no idea. I love it. Uh, I want to get come back around to uh, that person I was forgetting. Our new uh, Space Kitty is Ready Action. So thank you, Ready Action, thank you, Ready for Action. joining the team. Um, okay, here is your October Galactic Council episode options. We are getting back on schedule, which is good. Um, so this is the first round. You can vote on as many of these as you want. Um, okay, first option is uh, Root Plus One Draft Overview. Um, so there is a root uh, drafting system mm-hmm. that um, BotBot and uh, Garrick Mangofi and yeah, a lot, a lot of good uh, root people have kind of been putting Justin this together. K. Justin K. Um, and it's a very cool method, and we would love to talk about it. Yes, uh, possibly even with one of uh, one of those people. Yeah, I'd love to. I, I want to explore like the development of it. It's yes. not just to like t- talk about because we're we are we. We haven't like officially announced this. We have, you know, we don't have the exact like weekend or whatever, but we're going to do a root tournament soon yes. and we're going to use this method. So it would be great to like really talk about why this became the like our de facto tournament method. So this this is a good option. Uh this, your second option is this one's pretty weird. Um <laughs> SCPT designs a POK faction in parenthesis with no preparation so it won't so, be hunter's weird faction he always references no no dog it's faction nothing. yeah the dog no, faction is not actually maybe it should be a dog faction no i will not do that okay. one with no prep in fact i but i That's already too important i already have a lot of prep for all right uh, it's the, the horse pack. faction they're called they're called the pack sure um so the the idea of this is we design a faction that like pok like yeah. Um, with POK abilities, um, but we are not allowed to prep beforehand. We're literally just going to start recording Jazz. and then get it done. Yeah, um, there will be a good comedy one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the next one is uh, TI four objectives. We talk about the base game objectives. It's just kind of the only um, just, system that we haven't explored. Yeah, yet. it's the only uh, a part of the game that we didn't just have an episode where we just read through all. And, of the And components. I see it a little bit as a goodbye note to base game too. yeah um, sure, there's sure. a certain sense of like these objectives certainly defined like why the strategy of ti4 base game developed the way it did so it'd be kind of nice to to explore that and, and break it all down right um here's another one that's goofy um scpt reviews their own tier list um and the tier list i'm talking about is the one that we made <laughs> before the game came out yeah. before we had ever played it yeah, it was in 2017. Mm-hmm. Was it really in 2017? Yeah. Wow. Long time. <laughs> uh, we're coming up on three. It's three years yeah. soon. It'll be three It'll years. It'll basically be soon. the three-year anniversary. Wow, that's It'll be crazy. just over that. I mean, so the three anniversary is like next week. But we whatever. go back and listen to that episode and then talk about, you know, how dumb it is or whatever, <laughs> or how dumb it might not be. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember it very well. Yeah. Um, and then the last option, I'm keeping this one in there. Rules, quiz, extravaganza. Dun, 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 Get it. Do this for Milty. Do dun, this for dun, me. Dun, okay. Dun, 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 
Uh, what's up on the Twitch schedule there, Hun Bun? Uh, Twitch schedule this week is uh, on Friday, uh, September 11th. Uh, I'm going to play Root uh, twice. I'm going to... Uh, the, these times are all central time zones. I've converted to central now. Sorry, because um, that's where I live. Uh, the first game will be at noon-ish. Um, and the second game, I'm going to try and push it back later yeah. because I actually failed to get my second game in uh, this last Friday. Uh, so I'm going to do noon and 8 p.m. And that 8 p.m. game might come with a couple special guests. Oh, yeah. We, they're, they're actually, TBD. We've, yeah. Got, we've got a couple special guests we're trying to get into that yeah. game. Yeah. So maybe definitely try to come hang out for that 8 p.m. game. Yeah. Yeah. And then on September 12th, uh, Saturday, uh, starting at 10 a.m.-ish, uh, I'm going to stream uh, TI4 with the Goodian Brotherhood. And YouTube this week, um, I'm putting in... I know this doesn't have anything directly to do with... Uh, obviously, I can't put out a POK video. Uh, but we have an Oath game yeah. that I'm putting out this week yeah. on the YouTube. So yeah, we, you have a, we have an Oath episode coming up. So yes. this will be kind of a precursor to that. You'll get to see a game of Oath. And then we're going to talk to Cole Worley again next week and hear about how Oath ended up. Uh, they finished development, so it's a very different game from when we originally interviewed Oath, so we wanted to do kind of a follow-up thing. So kind of a fun little treat next week with Cole Worley. Uh, you can please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, it increases our visibility, and you can find more information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, all on our website, SpaceCatsPeaceTurtles.com. Dot com. Uh, what happens now? Now we... Uh, it's Labor Day, Hunter. What do what do you what what I have? What are you going to labor away at, um, or not labor away at? Oh, I have to tomorrow. I have to do some stuff. There is some stuff I have to do on Labor Day. Am I making you work on Labor Day? Is your oh boss no, Labor Day is tomorrow. Tomorrow's Labor Day. Am oh, okay. I making you work on Labor Day? No, no, no. I'm not working on Labor Day. I'm going to Fayetteville. You're, oh, so you're going to just get lazy? I'm just going to get lazy on Labor Day. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Fayetteville. Uh, I need to be stricter. I'm going to try and get some uh, ham and ham and trees, mm -hmm. grilled cheese. Are they open? Uh, I Labor haven't Day? really checked. They probably aren't because they are a cool business. Um, but once we fail to get ham and trees, I'll, I'll try and get something else tasty yeah. in Fayetteville. I'm excited about it. I, I want to go to Fayetteville. Yeah. Well, it's a me and Elena thing. So you're not you're not invited. Actually, you might be invited. Maybe we'll do a double date thing. Everyone would have to be available, though. You're not third wheeling me and Elena. I will not allow that. <laughs> I'll let Molly third wheel you. You guys can take... <laughs> Katie and I want a date. You guys take what, Molly to Fayetteville. Here's the thing about having Molly in a car with me and Elena <laughs> is that we'll we'll freak out. We, we will literally just be like, I don't know. Don't know how to deal with that thing. Are we going too fast? It's too fast, right? <laughs> it's, it's 30 too fast for the baby? 30 too fast for the baby. Right? Feels turn, too fast. Turn the music down. No music. Baby doesn't like music, okay? Doesn't like music. Doesn't like breathing car air either. Roll the windows down. Okay, now that's too much wind. Baby doesn't like wind, okay? Does the baby eat cookies? Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>